TDA family. It is Tuesday, the 6th of September. Welcome to TDA, the day after your favorite news platform and the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. And you guys know you're obviously here with us. So you've got amazing people hosting the show. I am one of your hosts, your favorite shade queen, never lacking shade queen, my own royalty. It's use, aka this, aka that. Jeez. <laughs> And they call me E-Man, the pro-black activist, TDA producer, news analyst, the melanin is jam-packed. Always. It has to. It stays jam-packed. Mm-hmm. You guys know the drill by now. You should know the drill. But um, actually, you know what? If it's your first time tuning in, hello, welcome. We're a very great bunch. Um, we give you news. We give you tea. We give you music recommendations. You know what? You know what? You know what? Can we run that back from the top? Run what from the top? Like, we need to start the beginning again. Like, because I've... Got to press something. So let's start again. Let's start everything again. I'm doing everything <laughs> on the fly right now. Got to press record. No, 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 no. It's recording. <laughs> it's definitely recording. But let's let's start. But is there a live? Yeah, it's live. It's live. It's live. And the people on the live have seen yes, my intro. They, they're understanding that this is Brent's fault. All right, cool. Okay. Go, go, go. All right. Let's make sure. Let's go again. Yeah. All right. Ten, nine, eight, <laughs> seven, six, five, four, three, two, and. Hello, lovely people. <laughs> Welcome to TDA. The day after, it is Tuesday, the 6th of April. We are your favorite news platform, the home of popular culture as defined by the culture. We, are, of course, you are, of course, hosted by the best people. <laughs> <laughs> You're hosted by the best people, okay? The best people were lit vibes were great. And I am one of your hosts, your favorite shade queen, my own royalty. So they heard what I said before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, what I said before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they call me E-Man, pro-black activist. Okay. TDA producer and news analyst. That's right. Melanin jam-packed. Always, 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 always. Yeah, that definitely threw me off. Is the first bit going to go in there, Brent? Yeah. No, it's, I'm going to take it off. I think you should. Gonna, I think you should go yeah, in there. But that's why I said, heard what I said before. I thought you were keeping the whole thing in. <laughs> All right, I'll keep it. Okay. I think you should hold me in. Because you really threw, threw me off. But you guys know the rule, right? You know what, what happens over here. If it's your first time tuning into the show, welcome. And we expect you to stay because we're actually great vibes. But like this video, subscribe to the channel and join the TNB network. And you can do that by typing into your browser, community.thenewblack.com. Um, and also join the TDA backstage access, which is where all things TDA happens. Um, yeah, how's everyone doing today? I'm cool, man. I'm cool. I was I was uh, keeping abreast on the timeline yesterday. Keeping abreast? Keeping abreast. Of? Keeping abreast of the timeline. What timeline? Timeline. You know, news, Twitter, all that, the timeline. Oh, yeah, yeah, So I was, I was aware, you know, on, on what type of show we're having. Yeah. Uh, Today <laughs> on this on this Tuesday morning, so yeah, man, politics at the ready. That's so funny. So that's how you're feeling today. Yeah, <laughs> you man. Yeah, I feel great, man. Yeah, yeah. Good, love to see it, Brent. I'm I'm right. Thanks. I'm multitasking right now. So oh yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. I don't, Brent is, he, I don't even know what he's even doing. What's he doing? So basically, Brent is up every episode. Brent is basically up in our production. Yeah. So sometimes on the banner, you can see the little banner things. Yeah. He's adding great things. So now 
today, what Brent's task is, mm. or his mission, mm. is that when we're done with the show, yeah. he's just going to go live. So this live is going to yeah. just stay up. Okay. But also, he's going to be editing as we go on. Mm. So, you know, usually when we go live, yeah. um, he would take it down to add in the little, you know, the little bits yeah, in yeah, between yeah. word and road, rotation, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever. But this time, he's going to be doing it as, as we're we going go on. on. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. The, right. the skills is, the man's talent is just... Ridiculous! God really just gave it, gave it all to you, aren't you? Really, God's favorite, aren't you, babes? You hear that, Emmanuel? Yeah, I'm God's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we have an amazing show for you. We predicted some things yesterday, and we need to address it this lovely morning on day one of our new prime minister. Mm-hmm. So let's get into our first headline. All right. Okay. So as- oh, I'm sorry. Weapon. I just saw Brent do it. This is sick. What's that? What did you do? So when um, we did the headlines, mm. we played the music, and on there actually had the headlines um thing. Like that. Oh, sick. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, Brent, come through. So it's just like an everyday thing now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, King. This is production. This is it. This is it, man. BBC could not. It could cut never. Some. They can't. <laughs> BBC they could can't. never. Brent, what did you say? It's going to cut some hours off um from my yeah, no, that's, work, innit? That's, that's what yeah. I thought. It was sick. Sick. four as well. Mm. Helping with his time uh, management. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Okay. BBC, hands off Brent. Listen. Don't, don't try it. Belongs hijacks. to the new black. This is it. God's favorite hacker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, this trust has been announced as the UK's next prime minister after winning the Conservative Party leadership. Miss mm. Trust was revealed as the winner of the leadership contest by Sir Graham Brady, who's the chairman of the 1922 Committee of Conservative Backbench MPs. She won by 57.4%. Mm. Compared to 42.6% for former Chancellor Rishi Sunak. She won by a comfortable margin, but her victory was slimmer than in other recent leadership contests. Boris Johnson is due to announce his resignation to the Queen on Tuesday. Actually, he's literally doing it right now. Shortly after this, Ms. Truss will be appointed by the monarch as the next prior, um, PM. Mm. The Foreign Secretary used her victory speech to indicate she would not trigger an early general election instead pledging to secure a great victory for the Conservative Party in 2024. Miss mm. Truss said it is an honour to be elected as she thanked her party for organising one of the longest job interviews in history. In a short speech after the result was announced, she issued a thanks to her friend, Mr Johnson. She said, you got Brexit done. You crushed Jeremy Corbyn. You rolled out the vaccine and you stood up to Vladimir Putin. Girl, you already got the job. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> She's giving him props, man. Yes, she didn't look. <laughs> Reacting to Miss Trust's victory, he said, she has the right plan to tackle the cost of living crisis, unite our party, and continue the great work of uniting and levelling up our country. Mr Sunak, who's the former Chancellor, has also called for the Conservative Party to unite behind Miss Trust after his loss. In a tweet, he said, thank you to everyone who voted for me in this campaign. I've said throughout that the Conservatives are one family. It's right. We now unite behind the new PM, Ms. Trust, as she stares the country through difficult times. Mm. So, basically, when this news came out, I was mm-hmm. in the studio. Okay. Brent was actually watching the news, but I didn't clock for a while just because, you know, I didn't pay any attention sometimes. And then I went to Twitter and I was like, oh, she's a new prime minister. And Brent was like, oh, mm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we kind of were talking about, you know, the, the stats in which, you know, the vote she got, the percentages. Yep. Kind of ish close, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were kind of coming up with theories. Okay. You know, for us in this room, we kind of knew she, we knew sis was going to win. Mm-hmm. We did the whole hierarchy thing yesterday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then we were talking about 
maybe is that close so that it's not suspicious kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? It's like a little conspiracy thing going on. That's mm-hmm. what you think the votes are rigged. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Nothing is off limits <laughs> here. But then I was saying that, yeah, because you know that because the UK loves the whole we're never, we're not racist, we're not racist. Mm-hmm. So not probably got less than that. But then mm. Liz was like, you know, okay, well, not Liz, the people, the firm, were like, you know, let's give him a little bit more. Because imagine he got 20%. That screams racism. That's a distraction from everything he's going to have to do. But I love a conspiracy theory. I, I don't think it's um, far-fetched. Listen, did you guys ever watch Scandal? You know, I only watched a few episodes, you know. You should watch it properly again. Mm. Scandal taught me a lot of things. About politics. Like. Yes. And the government and how everything is not as it seems. It's rigged. So is, um, is Liz Trust deemed to be a way less competent human being than... Uh, Rishi, in terms of her credentials for, for the job. So I'm trying to lean oh, into yeah. your notion that, you know, they tried to rig the votes to make it not look racist. But mm. is there a disparity between um, their credentials that vast that if... Um, what am I trying to say? I 100% believe that's the case. So... <clears throat> She's white and she's a, a woman. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And she's woeful during the campaign. Like, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Absolutely woeful. Sunak literally blazed her. So Sunak is, he's more qualified. I think based on what I saw. Yeah. Yes. And the disparity is, is I believe so. Okay, cool. Yeah. I believe so. Just based on the campaign alone. Okay. Mm. So yeah, I, I agree. And that's why it is, I'm feeling this particular conspiracy theory myself oh yeah no I can definitely lean into that as well also um, just so I can gauge about the conservatives if these two candidates were members of the Labour Party um, who do you think would have won as in a white woman and an Asian man Mm. but but not based on their credentials just based on that I think Rishi would have won Labour love a whole Mm. we're here for the people we're diverse we Mm. are great we are the forward thinking ones I think we should have won. Okay. Yeah. I, I believe so too. I, th- I think Sunak. Sorry, I think um, Trust, yeah. you know. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't think Labour's that far because really. I, I don't think um, a leader, yeah, a black leader or Asian leader, mm. they're, they're ready for that. Look at the mayor of London, sir. That's the mayor of London, man. That's just London. It's the country. Yes, and I'll talk with Putin and, and Biden and... But you know what, though? And make big decisions. I'll be honest with you, yeah. Rishi, as much as, obviously, um, what's her name? Liz... Mm-hmm. She does give like strong women woman vibes. Yeah. Rishi gives off like, I don't know what the heck, like authority vibes. Do you get what I mean? He reminds me of um Scar from Lion King. Is that racist to say? <laughs> no. no. Why? Why? I don't know if he's racist these days. I don't know. <laughs> but um he really does. Like he gives me like authority. I think so. Let's do this and da da da. Yeah. But I haven't heard him speak to me until this is how he looks. So maybe when he talks, mm. it's a different situation. I mean, I'm I'm going off what we had for Boris as Boris Johnson. Mm. Jim never came to say that like, he wasn't well he didn't look presentable like his tie was too I hate, I hate a tie where it's too small the triangle's too small yeah, yeah. very pathetic very very <laughs> pathetic his tie was like that sometimes it's mm. a bit off his shirt's not really tucked in mm. his hair was all over the place but Sunak presents as somebody that's like I can be a leader I think I think he presents as somebody that is you may trust what he's saying mm. but I don't think people fully um, want to listen to him if that okay. makes sense. I feel it's, it's kind of like having somebody, 
somebody who's like a smart leader, but somebody you don't fear. You know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. Yeah. I think he's one of those type of guys. Really? Yeah. I feel like he strikes me as well as cunning. Mm. Like he will lie and cheat his way to get where he needs to get to, and he will just spin the block on everybody else. That's Johnson to me. I don't think Sunak's like that. Com- like compared to Johnson, man. I think Johnson's a joke. But he's not though. To become prime he minister, isn't, he's a very intelligent man. He's just a. He reminds me of like he's just like he should be like Gordon Brown's brother or something. <laughs> so are we in the mud with Liz because of her policies or because she's just not, you know? Competence, like she's not, she's not good mm. for the job. Was it mainly because of her her policies, or both? Me, me personally, I, I, I don't think we're in the mud of her. Okay, I, I think that her, at least from an economic standpoint, mm. I rather believe her um, policies better. I believe her policies better than Sunak's one. Okay, that's what I think. Mm. The other stuff I don't know enough about. Yeah, but in dealing with the crisis and stuff, incentivizing businesses and lowering tax, I believe that's better long term. So when is Oh, so tax will be lowered Yeah That'd be nice It'll benefit the rich more though <laughs> But yeah We're nearly there um, when, So when's the next general election? 2024, I believe I thought people were still going to vote conservative, you know Yeah What's people they going to vote conservative until I get married and have kids And that might be a long time <laughs> I don't think this country is really like I think we just chat, man But I don't think I also don't think Labour are giving anything So I know one of them tweeted yesterday Like, oh you know, something about, oh, Labour is conservatives again. Labour have the answers, blah, blah. But it's like, what answers do you, what solution do you possibly have? I, I can't like to ask them as a weak party. Yeah. I, see, I feel like they're more concerned about having good PR, mm. making the youths like them, than anything else. Then yeah. what's that guy's yeah. name? Jeremy... Stammer. He was talking about... Corbyn. Yeah, Stammer. Yeah, Stammer was one who tweeted it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was one who tweeted nonsense. But Jeremy Corbyn is what I just see him. I'm like, you can't be a leader. Mm. I don't know much about politics, but I'd be a better leader than you. This is the thing Like Labour Yeah they, they've lost it Tony Blair was the guy mm. You know what I'm saying And, and We're not going to get Another Tony Blair yeah. You know what I'm saying Obviously he's a very Controversial figure Right But <laughs> at least <laughs> At least he was able to Get people together You know what I'm saying yeah. So crazy I don't look at him As a controversial figure You know Because of the, the war and that, it? Yeah no I understand That's why but you but don't. When I look at him, I just look at him as a harmless. Yeah, like yeah. you don't, you don't strike fear in me. Like that's that's why he's brilliant. Like, <laughs> when you hear like Putin or mm. just name like that, you think of like you know, mm-hmm. yeah. Iron Fist. When you think of Tony Blair, you think of a pushover. A yeah. little bit. I would, I would be more nervous being the presence of Margaret Thatcher than I would. Yeah, mm. like Thatcher, she's like the Iron Lady. Actually, yeah, than any of them. Yeah, no Tony Blair things. just doesn't mm. give me. I don't. Yeah, there's there's no vim there. But I think that's also why he was he was really good, man. Because I don't think he was, definitely wasn't a pushover, you know. Because he he was doing a lot. Mm. Yeah, he was doing a lot, man. I think his name is a bit calm. It's not strong enough. He reminds me of um one of the girls from Gossip Girl. Is it? Because yeah, of Blair. Like Blair or something like that. What a Blair Witch Project. Blair who? Blair Witch Project. A witch. <laughs> you know the film, the Blair Witch Project. No. It's a horror. Oh, is it? Yeah. Nah, he ain't scary. He'd be the first to die. <laughs> also, when when the black community normally like rally together mm. to, you know, encourage people to vote and, you know, try to create this whole this vote, this vote, this vote thing. It's normally to back Labour, right? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Okay. So yeah. what I was going to ask was, within this, what percentage of black people do you reckon voted in this? this uh... For the Conservatives? Yeah. Oh, no, it was the Tories, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. it was the Tories. Oh, you mean the Tories, that election yeah. or do you mean this PM situation? This this PM wasn't, this was... This wasn't public. This yeah, was just yeah, the Tories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, normally it's just, it's just uh, Labour. What, when, that black people would support? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Typically. In my house. I think more black people are going a bit towards Tories now, though. Yeah, because Labour, not, you're not 
I feel like what they do here for me when I read their manifesto and stuff, mm-hmm. it is it just gives me wishful thinking. Mm. Is any of these things actually possible? You want to get rid of this, get rid of this, get rid of this. As much as you know, I fight for the idea of having more money and mm-hmm. the government, you know, open their pockets and whatever. I'm also a realist in that. Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. So whenever um, what's it called? Labour come and they were, we're going to get rid of this. You're going to have more money. You're going to do it. Mm. Bro, where's the money coming from? This is it. And that's what they were doing a lot during COVID's time. Yeah. Everything they were was, the we're most. going to do, take this away. We're gonna, and it's you annoying. Can't. You, can't, you can't do it. You can't. And I think as well, if they had to deal with COVID, people think Boris did a bad job. You might not even be here. It might be one person in TDA today. Yeah. <laughs> but it's ridiculous. Yeah, they need to like start using their initiative. I think everything is, like I was saying the other day, I think um, with Labour, it's very reactionary. Mm. Whatever the Tories do, oh, we have to find a way to make them look bad or do this. There's nothing new. There's no yeah. new ideas. They act on emotions. Yeah. But the next bit is a bit of, it's, it's good news, but it's, we don't know. Yes, exactly. So, next headlines to do Pretty Patel. She has resigned as the Home Secretary hours before she was widely expected to be dropped from the role from incoming, sorry, by incoming Prime Minister Liz Truss. In a resignation letter to Boris Johnson, Patel said it was her choice to continue her public service from the backbenches when Trust formally takes up her post as Prime Minister on Tuesday. While she pledged her support to the new leader, she said it was vital that she continue to support the policies she had pursued to tackle illegal immigration, including the deportation of asylum seekers to Rwanda. She, tweet, she tweeted, it has, been an honor, it has been the honor of my life to serve as the Home Secretary for the past three years. I'm proud of our work to back the police, reform our immigration system, and protect our country. Writing to Mr. Johnson, Ms. Patel said, Britain has, has always been a beacon for freedom and democracy, and I've been proud to work with you over the last three years to make that light shine brighter. All of this has been achieved, despite the relentless efforts of our political opponents and left-wing activists, lawyers, and campaigners. She's the funniest woman to exist. <laughs> How you you made a mission to send people to Rwanda and yep. anywhere you could. Mm-hmm. Any asylum seeker, you looked at a way to get them out and you had a cheek to say Britain is what? A beacon for freedom and democracy. Girl, bye. To be fair to her. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't it be both? Because remember, you're your country, right? Mm-hmm. We're struggling already. Mm-hmm. She would just be allowing people to come in. Just like this. She ain't got to allow them, but she doesn't... She... she, she the Nigerian saying where someone wears something on their head. Mm-hmm. She wore, like, anti-immigration on her. Like, she really became that mm. poster girl. Like, girl. Because it's got relax. worse, though. It's got, like, significantly worse. I guess so, but then, to be fair, then, she didn't really... Actually, when you think about it, she didn't really... She wasn't successful at her job then. Because Rwanda never happened. Yeah. Um... She didn't really do anything other than threaten to do things. It depends though, because if if trust and them continue with her line of thinking, yeah. they may. Because remember, um, they got it. It was all allowed, right? Yeah. According to the British courts, but the European courts mm. basically put something in place, isn't it? Yeah. So this is why um, I believe it's Dominic Rayab and the rest of them guys mm. was talking about changing the law. Yeah. And how much we have to listen to the European courts. Mm. So once they change those human rights laws, this trust and them may decide. You know what? Back to Rwanda again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, she laid the foundation. To be fair, she doesn't really get credit for resigning. You don't, if you resign before you get, you quit. Mm. I mean, it's nice that, yeah, you have shame, but that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who'll be next. That might be worse than her. That's the thing. That's something like, it's good news, but 
You don't know what's around the corner. This is very true. I personally, like, even though I may not like what she was doing and stuff yeah. like that, I think for the country and yeah. what she was, you know, appointed to do, I think she was she was very good at it, man. Yeah, I will say, yeah, as much as I don't she's annoying, I do think she did do her job. Yeah, she in was, terms of what her job description was. Yeah. She, she was, did that. She was driven, man. She even strikes me as a, as a strong figure, actually. Yeah. She used to be prime minister. Yeah. 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 Actually, she strikes me as a strong figure, but boy, we're close to stay with her. All right, let's get into what you say in our topic of the day. Okay, so today's topic of the day is to do with working from home. And the question is, should we be paid or should you or whoever be paid more to work from home, right? I'm going to give you some figures just to, you know, provide context. Mm -hmm. So people who work from home, allegedly during the winter, are more likely to spend 75% more on gas mm-hmm. and 25% more on electricity, right? Okay. Boiling a kettle three times a day will add eight pounds more to their monthly bills, right? Mm-hmm. If they're to use their ovens and stuff for lunch, for cooking lunch every day or whatever during that month, it's going to add an extra 23 pounds 42 to their bill. Also, Using their computers, right? Desktop computers, laptops, this, that, and the third. It's going to add an extra £36 a month. Mm-hmm. So just those figures, outside of the whole 75% more for gas and electricity, right? Yeah. You're looking at about, what, an extra 60-odd quid, yeah? Mm-hmm. So a month. Now, especially as we've been speaking about these crazy increases yeah. in, in, in the cost of living because of the whole gas and electricity. Adding that on top, it's going to be extra. It's going to be a lot. So again, should we pass, should employers pass on their profits to employees? Should they help out more? Are they subtracting travel costs? See, that's... As in, obviously, they're calculating how much more they'll spend Uh on energy being at home. But when they get that figure, are they taking away the travel costs? See, that's that's, that's a good question. That's part of the, that's that's basically part of the debate. Okay. Because what I was going to say was, yeah, this is, in fact, these figures is to say why you should go back to the office. Exactly. Mm. But the way I, I'm a half glass full <laughs> kind of babe. The way I see it is 60 yeah. pounds more every month. Mm. But when I go to the office, mm-hmm. I spend like, what, 300 pounds on travel? There you go. So technically, I'm in the plus. There you go. Mm. But I also think, yeah, I'm an advocate for working from home. Mm-hmm. I've, gotten ni- I've gotten used to doing nice things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if you want to go to the office, that's fine. Do that. I don't think everyone should be forced to go to the office. I think COVID showed us that we've got different ways to work now. Mm-hmm. There are people who work at jobs in this country who live in other countries. There's people who work in this country who work jobs in other countries. Mm-hmm. I just think the world is hard enough as it is. Make life easy for people. Um, in terms of being paid more to work from home, I do think productivity in my industry is higher at home than it is in the office. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So I think because productivity is higher, I think each um, workplace mm. should measure it and you should treat your employers as such. That's what I thought. I thought, isn't this results-based? So yeah. Um, my question is, why do employees, so employers want employers to come back to work? They've been annoying. Like, if the work's getting done, mm-hmm. then what's the problem? If well, the work's actually getting done. If the work isn't getting done, they feel like, you know what, you being at home, you're less productive. 
you're late on sending this, things are not being done, then fair enough. We feel like you working at home is not productive. Mm-hmm. But if this person, if this particular one person, for example, is working from home and they're doing a great job, then what's the problem? Because technically, they're saying on gas bills if no one's in the office. This is you it. have the building because you have certain things you need the building for, yeah. but you're even saving more money than I am in office. I honestly just think, this. listen, this country is miserable, right? Mm. And I think that any chance of some form of light or hope or calmness that people could possibly have they find ways to take it away from people because it makes no sense to me. Mm. Like, it makes absolutely no sense to me. When, when we're all locked up and we had nowhere to go, it was fine to work from home then. Yes, outside is open again, cool, whatever. But really, if it's not affecting the business in a bad way, mm. what is the big deal about, like, why are you so pressed about people not coming to the office? It's because they want to watch you work. Like, what's, what's the yeah, actual, I think or is it because obviously they're paying for this building and they want it to be used to work? Or the offices, whatever. What's the actual specific reason? I think it's just because it's a way to micromanage and just, again, oppress people. I really think the whole job thing, the whole working and stuff, mm-hmm. is a form of oppression, must in my be, opinion. Because if, if, the and I think work's that, get, if the work's being done, then what's, what's the, issue? the beef? But, but remember, this is not a case, this is not um, <clears throat> like every employer who's saying this. Yeah, yeah. A lot of employers are basically saying, no, work from home, that's okay. Because, yeah. like you said, they're saving money. Mm. And like um, we heard before, um, some of them are actually subletting their offices out. Yeah. So they're yes. making peas that yeah, way as well. Yeah. So they're okay if you stay at home. It's mm. government, isn't it? But it's more so the question is, because now the um, employers are benefiting from this, yeah. i.e. subletting and things yeah. of that nature, yeah. should they then be paying you more? I'll that's be that's I, basically I, what okay, it is. Okay, okay, okay. I could do a little bit of check. <laughs> I could. But, but, but like you just said, <laughs> why because, would they be paying you more? No, let me tell Oh, let me tell you why. <laughs> okay. Because... I am so productive at home, okay. which is why I don't need to be in the office, okay. which makes the office free mm-hmm. for you to be doing additional landlords. But isn't, isn't, I, I get that. That was sick. That was a, <laughs> make that a clip. Then, don't make that a clip. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of that. But that's, but like, it's, but all of those decisions, right? For example, that, um, that business to hire or to actually buy their building right, yeah. had nothing to do with you. So it did. It, it didn't. Because if I was so flipping useless at this job, no. you would need me in the office so you can literally be on my ass. No, but what? But I'm not. You are proven to be a worthy, independent employee. Mm-hmm. And that's created space in the office. If I buy a car, yeah, mm-hmm. and I drop you to work every day, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get a job where you're working from home. Yeah. And I can rent out my car. Mm-hmm. Should you get some of the, the money from the rent? In that's the different. Car? How? You don't have <laughs> You don't have a history of slavery and it should be your life. <laughs> That's different. That is different because that's a favor. If I was if I was working mm. for the and my reward was those lifts, mm-hmm. then if you're benefiting a bit more, then mm-hmm. I should benefit a bit more. Okay, it's a, that was that's a favor, so that's different. I'm not doing favors at work. <laughs> yeah, but you're being paid for it. You know really? <laughs> <laughs> because you know what is yeah. sorry. What no, is no. as well? What gets me as well? Yeah, the reason why I think. People, people should get bonuses because the top people get bonuses that's stupid. Yeah. Yes, they've had to work hard, blah, blah, to get there. I mean, some of them, they found themselves there, got their other means, and I'm not going to focus on you today. Mm-hmm. But the, you're there, right? There's so much money for them to share up there mm-hmm. that the people who do, I think people who work the lower end of the hierarchy jobs, I think they work harder, mm-hmm. in my opinion, than people at, all the way at the top. Yeah. Right? You're not rewarding them. So down there, the job satisfaction there is low, mm-hmm. but somehow there's so much profit that you guys are able to reward yourself at the top. I'm sorry, but if you're going to be rewarded, everybody should get rewarded. Because my thing is, 
I know for a fact that all these employers, all the top the um, COOs and the CEOs and the managers and whatever, they're getting a benefit from these places being sublet. So mm. if you're going to do a whole, let everybody be great in the company and let everyone receive satisfaction, pass the money down to the people lower down on the food chain. Mm. If there's more mm. money for, because what are you using the money for? Their personal business, isn't it? So it means that the, the workers are in our personal business. Yeah, but you're not the the business owner. Furthermore, anyway, inflation is going up. I really think people's salaries should be um, it should to an extent reflect the fact that inflation is going up because I'm getting the same pay. You're getting bonuses every other Wednesday. I'm getting the same pay, but I'm suffering more. Mm. And you have the cheek to tell me, sorry, in what where do, where is the budget for me to come to the office these days? The way the gas price and energy bills, all these things going up. Mm-hmm. Where is the actual budget? Because my salary is still the same. Mm-hmm. So where is the and Train price and stuff is going to go up, go up again in Jan, in January, like clockwork. like Because yeah. that's apparently now a ritual that we do in this country. Mm. So, do you get I me? Mean? So, I think you need to, I think people should get paid more to work from home. Yes, they're saving money on transport, blah, blah, But the reason why they're able, you don't, the reason why you don't need them in the office to literally micromanage them, mm-hmm. because they're doing a great job, reward people for things. But I just, I just think this country doesn't like good things. This country does not like me to have good things. That is the bottom line of it. Okay, so... Because are they going to pay people... Sorry, are they going to pay people more if they come to the office then? No. They'll pay what you what you was paid before. Why should we increase it though? If we're, if we're paying you X amount before all of this COVID <laughs> stuff, why, why should so I increase I might it to come back? And, and still be productive. Because I'm going to tell you, people are not as productive in the office. People do smoking breaks, um, <laughs> tea breaks. People are getting tea every other second. It's ridiculous. Mm. Always making tea. That's why they even have to work in here about your saving eight pounds, eight pounds a day. Yeah. So imagine how many kettles are being boiled in an office People are getting tea at different at different times. Okay. I'm helping you save money. You put the money in my pocket. Okay. I said I'm a strong advocate for working from home because I like nice things. I think I, think also, I think also you have to consider like why people are getting paid. Are they getting paid for the job they're doing? Or are they getting paid and should expect to be rewarded? I think people get paid for the job they're doing because I'm doing a bad job, you fire me. There you go. So, but now you're saying because the company's doing well, we should be rewarded because the people at the top are being rewarded. Yeah, but my my point is that I think people are more, and actually I, I believe this was even in like stats and whatever, mm-hmm. people are more productive working from home because some of you don't have time management and some of you are really working from mm. the dawn to the absolute dusk. Do you get what I mean? So people, because I personally, I work more, I work more when I'm at home. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Like I'm working a lot more when I'm at home than when I'm in the office. So People are more productive. So, yes, when you have your job, you should be productive. That's the mm-hmm. baseline. Great. But I think if you're more productive mm-hmm. and we can we can actually measure this and see this, that you're more productive, mm-hmm. you should get a reward for that. Shouldn't. Okay, Otherwise, I, what's that thing you encourage us to do the other day? I was just about to say that to you. Because, like, can't the employer basically say, well, at the end of the day, I never asked you to do this. I'm not paying for this. And that's fine because I'm a quiet quit. Then. <laughs> I, I'm actually surprised you're more productive working from home. I am, because you know what? In the office, I'm, there's too many distractions. I'm the, I'm the opposite. Really? If I'm at home, then I've got all my home comforts. Mm-hmm. I've got my bed, I've got my TV, I'm wearing my normal clothes, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm in a comfortable setting yeah. where work is not really at the forefront of my mind. But when really I'm okay. at work, I've come here with intention to work. And that's all I'm here for. Really? I'm, I'm dressed the way I should be dressed. I'm in the work environment. I'm around yeah. my colleagues. This is my objective to, to be here mm-hmm. at home. There's so much distractions. I'm in my I'm in my home mindset. Okay. So I can't be more productive at home. No way. I'm less way less productive at home. Do you know what's funny? Because before COVID, because my workplace, we do um five days working from home. 
Mm. So every 10 days, five of them. And so this week, like three, next week, two, that kind of vibe. So yeah. pre-COVID, right? Okay. And I always found that the days I worked from home, mm-hmm. I was I would do way more than mm. when I was in the office. Because I think in the office, there's just too many distractions. And my office is like an open plan office. Mm-hmm. So people are talking, I'm hearing stuff and blah, blah. And I just think even just the environment of it, even other people having conversations around me and people constantly getting up to do tea. And then also, you know, obviously people can, because um, I know this was one of the things people said about... um when they were anti-working from home because they were saying about the, the human contacts. Mm. I'm not really a contact... Hello, let's all be quiet here. When I go into the office anyway, I offer maximum on a great day, mm. three good mornings. If mm. you don't get in by the three, <laughs> um, this is my business. But like, I know people are saying about how... So usually you send someone an email, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're working from an office, you can actually just walk over and that wastes... Time, send mm. me an email. I reply to it. That's that. That's that done. Yeah. People come over. Mm-hmm. So how are you then? Oh, blah blah blah. Before you know it, you've come over to ask me one simple question. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, they're still standing at my desk. Thirty minutes. I'm looking at them like I have. Yeah. Shit. Sometimes people will be talking to me, and I'm typing. They don't get the message. They don't get the message. They're mm. still there talking. Do you get what I mean? So I think for me, I, I just always found that I was more productive mm-hmm. working from home. And I think when COVID happened, anyway, my work had to con- continue. Mm. And so I never did the whole furlough stuff. I carried on working. Mm-hmm. But I found that I was working a lot more. But what I had to do was then have a strict schedule mm-hmm. of, okay, these are my working times. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Because literally, I, could, I would be there morning till evening. Yeah. But I do think as well, it's my... I am aware that's my personality. Because all the comforts you said, mm. that's what I love. Wearing, having to dress smart and go to the work. Like, all of that stuff makes me uncomfortable. When I'm at home, I'm wigless. I've got my hairscarf on. I've got blue mm. shorts on. I've got singlets. I'm under my duvet and mm. I am getting this work in. Do you get mm. what I mean? So mm. I think it is really about how I guess you personally can yeah, function. Yeah, of course, Because when I when I think about it, when I was studying, I could only study properly at home, mm-hmm. like in the during the night. Okay. Early hours in the morning. Mm. During the day, I have to be in the library. Because mm. again, I need to be in the place where yeah. Yeah. what the function of this place is is mm-hmm. to study. Do you get what I mean? So I really think it, it, it depends on the individual, really. And that's why I think workplaces shouldn't force everybody to come back to the office because everyone works in different ways. Yeah. I think gauge it because there's some people who do want to go back up. Some people live on their own mm-hmm. and some people actually like the idea of human interaction and stuff like that. That's great. But I just think it should be a thing where everyone should get to choose what it is that they want to do mm-hmm. according to the business needs and productivity. If I mm-hmm. say I want to work from home, but then when you work from home, you're, you don't, you're not meeting targets, you're not doing these things, mm-hmm. come to the office. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? The thing is, if, if you are, to answer that actual question at hand, if you are saving the company business by working from home, yeah. then as the employee, yeah, of course I'm going to be wanting to get paid more. Yeah. But as the business, I don't feel like I have to pay you more because mm-hmm. you're working yeah. from home. So exactly. it, it worked work both ways. I'm always on the side of the of the employee. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I can also look and see how it looks from a business standpoint and the okay. business owner standpoint. And yeah. The employee is always going to want more money. The employer is always gonna try and save as much money as they can. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's one of them ones. But I don't I don't feel like you should get paid more. Because you're working For, home. Yeah, no. exactly. Mm-hmm. And also bear in mind, like how long how long does it take you to get to work? Roughly. Um well, is including like me having to mentally prepare myself and <laughs> do you mean the actual travel? The actual travel. From where I am now, it's not it's not that bad. Okay. So if that was like minutes. But before it was a bit more. Yeah. Because I think average. Uh, it's like an hour, I think, for most people, yeah. right? Give it to you, yeah. So imagine you're getting to pay £20 an hour now. Mm-hmm. Effectively, the hour before, as in the hour going to work, the hour going back home, that's you're saving 
like that's that's money that you're not being paid for, essentially. But I'm still using to work. Why? Giving slavery because I'm making my way to the work to get paid. But when I'm at home, yeah. I can just start at the at my time. That's what I'm saying. So this is why the employer is thinking, wow, you, you're saving time here. Two hours to save for you to mm. do anything you want to do. You know I'm what I'm saying? I'm using them two hours to work. But you're not. No, though. what it means is if you start work at nine and you go to yeah. the office, you have to wake up. Uh, so what time do you wake up to go to office? Boy, when I was going into the office, if I was going to, if I was going to get there at nine, yeah. I'd actually be at like 7.45. And mm-hmm. what, what time do you actually um, wake up? Well, my alarm goes at 6.30. I think about life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah, about, yeah, about 6.45. 6.45. I would say. And when you work from home, what time do you wake up? <laughs> Five minutes before I to log in. Exactly. exactly. So you save time. <laughs> In the morning and then on the way home as well, you save time too. Yeah, mm-hmm. but then again, I'm working later though because I don't have to do that travel. So I have more, t- I invest more time into my work. I think if you're producing that the same like level a of work, it's not a me problem because it's helping the company. It's helping the company. Because you know, if, if, you're, if people are more productive, mm-hmm. that means you can add more work into the mix. Okay, so, so I'm free, so I'm freeing yeah. up time and space. For more work to be given to me. Because you want it or because it's just been given to you? No, just because I'm more productive. So this is the if the, this is the ripple effect of me being more productive. Would you would you ask for, for more work? But what what would that look like? No, that's what I'm trying to ascertain. <laughs> this more work's coming because they're noticing that you're being productive. Oh, Esther's yeah. just ready. Esther, here's something else to do. Yeah. But just the way my work is set up, it's like I have stuff to do like there. Okay. So cool. I manage like cases and stuff. So I've got mm-hmm. like a caseload anyway. Mm-hmm. Because I'm more productive, that means I can be more like Thorough mm-hmm. with my caseload as in comparison to before when I would have to go into the office every day. Mm-hmm. So when I go into the office every day, there's so much attention I can pay to each individual case. Mm-hmm. But now that I'm working from home, um, I have more attention to pay to each case, but then it's showing off in like the company statistics because mm-hmm. as an organization, we're doing well because we're not missing things anymore. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get me? So all of that stuff is actually benefiting the workplace. Mm-hmm. And somehow only the leaders are getting are getting bonuses and stuff. But but it's it's, it's like you were saying it's 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 you deciding to do that because if you were to quiet quit now, that the employer can't say why you're not working hard as as yeah. before because you know we're paying you for eight hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, what I was gonna say is oh, what I was gonna say, um, uh, yeah, escape my mind. Because you know another thing. Sorry, you know, another mm. thing is that yeah, obviously when COVID hit yeah, we were in lockdown. Mm-hmm. A lot of people. We had more free time, right? Mm-hmm. So, really and truly, people just kind of worked more because what else are you going to do? It just happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to work out twice a day. It was ridiculous. Do you get mm-hmm. what I mean? So, we just had more time to do things, right? So, because of that now, companies are using that level of productivity mm-hmm. as now the gauge for how you should be. Do you get me? So, when you... Because you mentioned something about um, me... What was it you said about... Productivity and if I oh yeah quiet quitting and stuff, mm-hmm. you can't quiet quit anymore. The way you could be able to back in the day because now that is seen as mediocre and that's seen as you're not doing things properly because obviously every where I work anyway would have like yearly um stats or like, mm-hmm. no even not even yearly like kind of like every six months quarterly kind of vibe mm-hmm. where they do statistics or whatever and obviously it's improved a lot mm-hmm. and they are aware of obviously people at home COVID blah blah but now. If I was to work, if I was to quiet quit mm-hmm. and work at the level I was before COVID, mm-hmm. I'd probably get fired. Do you get what I mean? So I think yeah. companies, as much as they're saying, as much as it's, it's a case of, yeah, like it's, you know, you're doing more, it's saving us money, blah, blah, blah. But I don't 
technically have to give, and they're right. As mm. a business owner, you don't really have to. I mean, I would like me to do goodwill, but yeah. humans are how humans are. Mm-hmm. Technically, you're right. They don't have to give people bonuses or anything like that. Mm. But the standards in which people are being judged by now, employees are being judged by now, mm-hmm. is that high standard that you've hit. Do you get I me? Mean? Because those stats now are now in the mix. Yeah. So before that, we would say, for example, we were clearing, I don't know, let's just example 100 cases. Mm-hmm. When COVID happened, everyone was so productive that now we're 200. Mm. If we now go back to 100, mm-hmm. it's a problem. Yeah. Big problem. Do you get I me? Mean? So really and truly, people can't even quite quit the way you could back in the day because you probably get pulled up on it. I, I, th- I think you're right, but I, th- I think still, like, like you were saying, mm. it's still a decision made by the employee employees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? During that time to say, I'm going to work more because, I, you know, I've got more time yeah. in my hands. Yeah. That, like, you, you can't now say the company has to adjust its figures because of the yeah. choice you made. And also, the um, thing I was going to say before is, remember you're talking about uh, being rewarded. Typically, yeah. people are rewarded with bonuses, so you may get a bonus at the end of the year or whatever, mm. but yeah. also promotion. So yes, you're working hard this and the third, but then you typically be rewarded with a, you know what I'm saying? You're promoted to a, a, a better job, a better position, yeah, whatever, and more money. Yeah, but a lot of places though, there's politics behind that. Too many people are literally working and killing themselves hard and they don't ever see that. I just think that, do you know what it is? I, think, I just think as someone who would like to have a business one day and blah, blah, I know how important it is for people to feel appreciated at their job. Yeah. And I think if you're working people, literally working, working, working them, mm-hmm. and the people who enjoy, who are productive working from home and who actually like the, the idea of working from home. And until we want to go back into the office, I just think that you can, as a business owner, you can make things work so that your benef- your business gets the best benefit. Yeah. I think that if you're announcing, and that's the thing with these companies, they have no manners. They're actually announcing that they're getting more money. So you're announcing to people that, yes, we saved this amount of money and that's from you guys working from home. But then in the same breath, you're telling me my salary is not going to go up, even though you're saying that you understand there's a um, living cost crisis. Mm-hmm. That's re- that's just affecting morale in the, in the workplace. And then how do you expect people to be as productive with all of that stuff going on? I just I don't know. Man. I just think there's and also there's the, sensible ways around it. The additional money the company's making, they may need it. For what? The company might be in debt. The company might owe money to different people. Mm-hmm. The company needs yeah. money to function. Yeah. yeah. So the money, the extra money they're getting, they might be relieved. Like, oh my god, finally we're getting some extra money, and now we can do this, like that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's fair. Mm-hmm. And that's fair. But I think with that is a fair argument, but some of them don't owe anybody money. <laughs> <laughs> They're just greedy. That's no, I hear you. I hear you. It's just greedy. But I think what gets me here, because I don't want to know that you're saving money. Okay. I'm yeah. fine going as I am. It's mm-hmm. when you're telling me the hundreds of thousands you're saving. Yeah. But that's not tripling down to me. But I know that it's tripling down mm-hmm. to certain other people. Yeah. I just think it's disrespectful. I get what you say because it's the same thing's happening with the train driving thing. Yeah. Like you're hearing about all the the, the profits they're making and the new um, funding yeah. come from the government and then all the train drivers <laughs> and workers are just getting the same or less. Same thing. Yeah. That's I, I, I get that. It's, I get a, it's insulting. Quite honestly. So maybe they should just keep their mouth closed. Keep your mouth closed. Because <laughs> you know I didn't even think about it. I didn't think mm. of the profits you guys could possibly be making. I didn't think mm. of any of that. Mm-hmm. Now you put in my head you're basically mocking me. Do you know what it is? That also, uh, another thing, this may not be a, a, like a good point or whatever, yeah. but it's just another thing that, I think sometimes, because we're not, let's say, say multi-millionaire business owners, yeah. we kind of, it's hard to kind of empathize with them, right? Because yeah. I see it as this. Say both of you in your professions now, yeah. Mm. You're, for example, you're PT now, and then you start 
um, a business where and you hire a building mm. where you can train, let's just say, 10 PTs. Yeah. You send them out mm. and, and you're doing really well. They're doing really well and they're getting the, the same type of income you're making now. Mm. But because you're the business owner, you're mm. making a million every year, for example. Yeah. yeah. Like, should we expect you to now, like, give up your profits to help them more? Because I see it as your expenses have now changed. Yeah. You want a bigger house. You want to do all the things you worked hard for yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Why, why should we expect these business people at the top you know, to stop hear, paying themselves these huge amounts? I hear you, but just to piggyback off that specific yeah. example you gave, right? In that scenario, I would pay my, my employees more. Okay. If I was making way more money than they were making and I wanted to keep them happy, I wanted, mm. to, I wanted to keep morale high mm. and I knew that they could see that yeah. I was making more money. In that profession, I would definitely pay them more. More, okay. Yeah. And I think that's that's my thing. It's yeah. my, for me, it's keeping morale up. Yeah. I think as well, because you can't deny that people are working hard. Mm-hmm. Just just encourage people yeah. financially by doing that. Do you get what I mean? Especially like living cost crisis aside, I don't care if we were in the, the best best time of the of the economy. I just think to keep morale up and stuff like that is encouraging. Do mm-hmm. you get what I mean? Just yeah. be like, okay, you're doing a great job. Even if you can't every month do that, do you know what? Christmas time is coming. This is that. Yeah. There you go. Do you get what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or every other few yeah, months, okay? His um dinner or buy treats to the office. Yeah. Little things like that honestly makes me feel valued. And I think that's the problem in this country where that's why the country is miserable. When you mm-hmm. see, I don't miss the morning commute. I mean, some of you are dirty on there anyway. You guys were not showering. <laughs> but apart from the germ part of it, mm-hmm. people look so, it was so depressing. Yeah. No, yeah. People look yeah, so depressed to go to work. Not that you expect people to be talking to each other, but just the whole yeah, vibe. Yeah. The vibe is just so dead. Yeah. The best yeah. days would be like, like paydays. Mm. People look lighter. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> And then direct debits and stuff come and then it's like yeah. back to feeling down. I just think right it's just little though. things that just, it just builds morale up. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And if, if your employees are happy, that will have a positive effect on the business. Definitely. True indeed. Most definitely. Yeah. But yeah. But I can, I, I do, I can't imagine that it's hard for business owners and I can't empathize with that. But seeing as I am working for someone else's business, that's not my problem to take mm-hmm. on right now. But just yes. as a reminder, guys, I know you're enjoying the content. You guys are going off in the comments. Do you like this video? And if you're not subscribed, don't be a thief. <laughs> Subscribe to the channel. And share it too. Share it. Yeah, exactly. Share it. So it's live. It's public. Share it on your social media platforms and all that great stuff. And Because it's going to stay public from now on. So when it's shared, yes. it's not going to get dead link. Oh, you got yeah. the comments on the screen as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys heard what Brent said, but just to let you guys know, the live is going to stay up. From today So if you share it People can still watch the link Whenever it is So okay. get to sharing guys And like the video Because I'm seeing the numbers In the com- in the live right now And the likes is not So you, Yeah it's not It's not, not matching You have the live And you have the actual no, this later on. This So this is after Oh this now. is it This, yeah, is, yeah. this is replacing yes. that Okay Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Thumbnail one all Yeah mm-hmm. I'm going to change the Thumbnail Alright Brent is working hard You guys show you Listen build morale No if you keep doing that I'm going to get distracted So Oh, you don't like compliments? <laughs> the compliments to uh, okay. zero. You know, girls are like that fancy Brent. You know how to get him. <laughs> Let's get to our next headline. <laughs>
and others had alleged that there had been massive fraud. When Skaven ruling, the judges said some of the petitioners actually falsified evidence. Mr. Ruto garnered a 50.5% of the vote in a closely fought contest against Mr. Odinga, who got 48.8%. The 55-year-old will be sworn in as the country's fifth president next week. Following the ruling, Mr. Ruto said he would extend the hand of friendship to his political opponents and praise the Judiciary and Electoral Commission for upholding the will of the people. Despite being the current uh, deputy president, Mr. Ruto was not backed by the outgoing president, Uhuru Kenyatta, who instead campaigned for his former rival, Mr. Odinga. Mr. Ruto said he will be speaking to both men shortly and promised that the government will actually look after them in retirement. He said, we are not enemies, we are Kenyans. Let us unite to make Kenya a nation of which everyone shall be proud to call home. Yeah, so they've sorted out the issue there. And the next headline takes us to China, where there was an earthquake in the province of Sichuan. They're always going for it, man. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, trigger warning, I believe. At least 21 people have been killed after a 6.6 magnitude earthquake hit the southwest of China. The quake struck at 1300 local time in Sichuan province at a depth of 10 kilometers, which is like six miles. Mm. The, impact severed, the impact severed telecommunication lines and triggered mountain landslides, which caused serious damage. Some 21 million people in Sichuan's capital, Chengdu, were earlier ordered to stay home because of COVID rules. It's the same place we spoke about last week. Yeah. The epicenter of the quake was at Luding, which is a town in a remote mountain region located about 226 kilometers southwest of Chengdu. Tremors shook buildings in Chengdu and the neighboring megacity of Chongqing, leaving roads blocked and cutting telecommunication lines in areas home to more than 10,000 residents, according to broadcaster CCTV. Mm. The shocks also forced some power stations to shut down in the area. So yeah, unfortunately, yeah, that's happening. Hopefully... Um, no, no one else dies mm. and they can, you know, try and rectify the issue as soon, soon as possible. Mm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get into Word on Road. It is actually all things British today mm. from me. I know. British are, the Brits are really rising up. So, um, so <laughs> Jesse Nelson, he used to be part of, um, not me, but I say Sugar Babes. <laughs> Little Mix, that's it, Little Mix. Um, so she basically came out as a solo artist. It's a bit of context about, you know, her situation. So they did not win X Factor. I think they came second, but really and truly X Factor, the second place is always, that's where you want to be. Yeah. You don't really want to come first. But yeah, so they came second. Obviously, Little Mix are literally worldwide. Girl, like, they're just amazing. But then she was the, so she was the chubbiest one in the group. Yeah. So she used to get fat shamed a lot and all that. Yeah, she got fat shamed ridiculously. Like oh, a wow. lot. Um, so she went through a lot of she did not add, she didn't have the great time. Even when she was mm. an X Factor, people were always making comments about her weight and all that kind of stuff. And it was very difficult for her to to be honest. I know she did a whole documentary as well about mm. like her mental health and all that kind of stuff. And anyway, she finally quit the band last year, I believe. It was last year. Or was it earlier this year? I can't remember. Last year, anyway. So she quit the band anyway and sadly she wanted to pursue a solo career. There was kind of talks about them not getting on as a group because really and truly, they were one of those groups where they were put together by the judges. So mm. they didn't come as a group. Mm-hmm. They were individual people and they got put together as a group and blah, blah. So they're not really friends like that. But to be fair, they have been in the game for 
I was definitely about eight years, I would say. Mm. Um, so yeah, so there was kind of some kind of situation about them not really getting along, especially when she announced her departure. The girls didn't really say much about it, didn't really show love, and it was just a whole scandal and whatever, whatever. So anyway, she did release her first single, and it was with Nicki Minaj. It was October last year, and it was called um, Boys, and it sampled Diddy's Bad Boys. Okay. Diddy was in a video and everything, and she then faced backlash for that because she was blackfishing. Oh, yeah, I don't that. Yeah, because she's, she's a white girl. She looks mm. mixed. She looks mixed race. She's not. Mm. She's white. Mm. Um, and she just said, you know, she likes a tan. She mm. loves a tan. And her hair was like Kimber. curly, mixed yeah. race oh, yeah. looking. Her lips were like overlined with a lip liner. Anyway, so basically now, so she was signed to a, um, a record company called Polydor. Yeah. Polydor, yeah. So basically she's left, the, she's left them. Okay. And she's going to be, she's now going to release music with an independent label. Is, so basically, we think what the news is that she's going to be an independent artist. Mm-hmm. And there's also a possibility that she's going to start her own label. Okay. Which is interesting. But yeah, so um, she's trying to avoid all of that stuff. And then over the weekend, there was... So she's working on her next single now. But mm-hmm. there was a leak. There was a leak. And I really hope her camp leaked that to test the waters. Mm-hmm. Because if that's the case, it's great. Because it can go back to the drawing board <laughs> and undo that crap. Because it was whack. It was whack. It so, was so I couldn't even get to the end. It was absolutely, absolutely whack. It what what it gave me, the energy it gave me, oh crap, I should have um to fair, I did want to play the clip, but I just mm. thought just in case we get flagged, yeah, yeah. we don't need that. But um, I mean, I don't think anyone should want to mm. write that, but just violin. <laughs> um it was giving me, you know how Chloe Bailey is these days? Yeah. So Chloe from um, Chloe and Halley. You know the twins, the two girls that and Beyonce's mentees. You've definitely seen, trust me, you've seen Chloe because Chloe's doing a, doing a lot on Beyonce's internet. <laughs> but um, so you know how Chloe is now yeah. and her kind of sound where she like sing, not oversings, but she oversings on a track yeah. and that kind of vibe. It was giving me that, but it was giving like a bootleg version. Mm. So I feel like if it was really, really produced, it could actually be a Chloe Bailey song. Mm. But it was a really, really bad, bad version. Bad version of it. So I'm really hoping that they take on the notes on board. People were like, this, take it back. <laughs> and the person who leaked it did you a favor because you get to see our reaction and girl, this is not it kind of thing. Wow. So I am hoping that her next song will be good. And um, obviously she had Nicki Minaj, she had Diddy co-sign her basically. Yeah. And he was in a video and all sorts and she had Nicki Minaj as well. So those are really big people in the music industry. Yeah. So I'm hoping that she doesn't let them down and the next thing she does will actually be really good. Um... Yeah, I'll see. I'll see what happens. I, I will listen to whatever she brings out next. I did like the song "Boys." People didn't really like it, and people were very critical of it. I didn't think the criticism was needed personally. Mm. I didn't agree with it. I like the song. It is a tune. Um, but yeah, and then my next bit is India. But just a reminder, guys, um, like this video because the math is still not math on my end. So like the video. But yes, um, so India. So I, I, I reported last week that she's now the ambassador for Pretty Little Thing Marketplace Boutique which is basically trying to encourage sustainable fashion. Mm. And I do want to say, I learned something over the weekend, by the way, at the Black Girls Even show, which is that sustainable fashion doesn't, have to, doesn't mean, I thought it meant like buying like a, a very expensive piece and you just wear it for the next 20 years. Mm. But actually, even wearing what you have yeah. now makes it sustainable because mm-hmm. obviously you're not buying as much clothes as you usually would. So it's saving the planet, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. All great. So anyway, so she put a caption up yesterday. So her... Marketplace Boutique is now live 
And then she says, she said, you can shop all the items I've uploaded to my shop. And this is why I wanted to report this because I thought this was absolutely amazing and beautiful. She says, keep a close look on my boutique as I'll be adding more every week and all profits will be donated to Jamaica Basic Schools Foundation. Oh, oh, oh. I thought that is amazing. That is mm. black people making money and keeping it within the black community and using it to strengthen other people. She said, all profits. It's amazing. Wow, love And that. she said, um, the, the foundation will assist basic schools by providing facilities for the education, development and recreation of their students and the training and development of teachers. Mm. I'm very, very, very proud of her for this. I think that is yeah. absolutely amazing. So um, I will now be looking to buy something off that just because I mm-hmm. know as well that is going to the Jamaica Basic School Foundation. Um, next is also still on black business because my next, my last two, the whites are whiling. But yeah, so still on black business. So the... British Vogue editor-in-chief, he basically said that he can't get a cab in in, in this London mm. because of his skin colour. So his assistant has to get a taxi for him, then he gets in. So um, he said that he feels like, you know, he, basically his race is playing, playing race, race, racial profiling, basically, with that. Mm. Um, also, in 2020... A security guard at the Mayfair offices was sacked. So remember that he's the um, editor in chief, right? Of Vogue. Mm-hmm. He was the security guard was sacked because he refused him entry into the Vogue house. Can you imagine? It's ridiculous. Very mad. So um, yeah. So he told him that he said that the the guard told him to not use to use the tradesman's entrance at the back of the building. <laughs> I don't why you have a job. <laughs> What's the man's name? Ed, uh, Ed. Ed says, oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, his name is Edward Enifal. Yes, that's, yeah. Yeah, Edward Enifal. So, yeah, so imagine 2020, someone got sacked because they refused him entry into flipping Vogue, where he's editor-in-chief. Ridiculous. Um, so he, and he came about, you know, talks about the whole cab thing as well. And apparently as well, he, um, last week, he talked about spending 14 years in alcohol, Alcoholics Anonymous mm. And he was estranged From his father For 15 years So he's been in the news Quite a bit mm. But on the topic Of his um, What's it called On the topic of his Racial mm-hmm. profiling mm-hmm. He says My assistant still has to Hail a taxi Despite the position That I'm in um, He said I'm a black man in the world It wasn't the first time It happened And it's not going to be The last time And he says When those incidents happened It made me realise Do not forget who you are do not forget where you're from and do not think you're so amazing these things won't touch you. Yeah. And if that's not a word, yeah. I actually do not know what is. For real. And he was into so this, he spoke about all of this when he was being interviewed by the beautiful and lovely, amazing Michaela Cole. Mm. And this was at the South Bank. Yeah, this is in South Bank in, in London. It's BFI South Bank in London mm. to promote his memoir. So he's got a, a book coming out to, today, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah. It's um, called um, uh, Visible Man. Mm. So he's got sight issues. So he's had like four operations on mm. it. So it's kind of the fear that he might go blind at some point. But I just was really sad. And I think him saying like, <laughs> wherever you are, don't think you... Really and truly, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you'll never be one of them. Mm. Don't matter how much how valuable you are to them, to their businesses or whatever, when people look at you, you're still a black man. Facts. The Facts. fact that he was told to use the back doors. Imagine. Crazy. It's disgusting, man. So, yeah. So, um, on the news of white people whiting, still staying British. So, basically, Harry Styles is going to be in an upcoming film. 
And the film is called Worry, Don't Worry Darling And in the film is also Chris Pine He's a meme. I can't remember where else I would know him from, but when you see him, you know who he is. So basically, um, Harry Styles' girlfriend is Olivia Wilde, and she's the director of the film, I believe. So basically, this film has had a lot of controversy. So last year, um, Shia LaBeouf was actually fired from... He left the project, but it was alleged that he was fired from the project. And apparently it's because him and the director didn't see eye to eye, blah, blah. They had... They had um, issues or whatever, where it turns out actually that they're cool, but someone else on the movie, another movie star, Florence Pug, I think her name is, Florence Pug, they were the ones who had, the director and her had issues, right? Cool. So anyways, so Chris Pine, they had the, the movie premiere for it in Italy the other day. And so basically, on the red carpet, Chris Pine, when they were talking about, you know, with, I think they kind of brought up the whole beef scandals that's happening with the film. And so he said that he's actually really good and he got on really well with Florence Pug. Florence Pug is the one, by the way, who's beefing the director, right? Mm. Remember, Harry's girlfriend is the director. Mm -hmm. So then they're now going, this is on the red carpet, he said that, you know, so Harry interpreted that as he's siding with Florence, his Mm co-star, and not with Harry's girlfriend, who is the director. Mm. Cool. So when Harry goes to sit down, there's a video footage of Harry sitting down and he's, so it's, Olivia Wilde, director, Harry's girlfriend, mm-hmm. Chris Pine, and then there's an MC where, where Harry's going to sit down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Harry goes to sit down, before he sits down, he kind of bends over a little bit. And in the video, it appears he spits at Chris. What? He spits at Chris Pine, and then he sits down. And so, because when you watch the video, you kind of have to watch it very right? I'm just playing it for them. With the video? Yeah, the people. They, oh, okay. the actual video? Can they see it? Okay. Yeah, they can see it whilst you're talking. So you can continue. Okay, lovely. So, yeah, so he makes the he makes a mouth motion. So I'm watching it. It looks as if he actually spat him. Mm. Because, and also another giveaway was that when Harry was sitting down, everyone was tapping, right? Mm. But when that happens, when Harry makes a mouth motion, mm. Chris stops, looks down, <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> kind of laughs. And it's like, okay. But mm. then there is a longer vis- video that sh- it, shows, it shows how we sit down, have a straight face. Harry Styles, by the way, I'm talking about. I think mm. he's fat. He's fat. He's fat. And his collar is pissing me off as well, man. Yeah, yeah. He's very, um, he's, um, what's, what's the word? What's, how do I say Just, His fashion is different. No, no, mm. the collar is not meant to be out. That's why. It's meant to be tucked into the blazer, but it's, it's hanging out. No, but you, oh, is it? Yeah, one collar is in, one collar is out. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, so the longer vis- the longer video does show them kind of interact, like talk. But mm. then again, he might be just that because he knows the camera's on him. Mm. I feel like that man spat. But I don't, feel like, I don't feel like he spat. I think it was just an out-of-body moment. I don't think he's deliberately spat on him. I think he just, I don't know, maybe something in his mouth. No, do you mean because... A little, little bit of fluff and he just... <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? I don't think he's... direction is weird because also, he didn't need to bend over the way he did to sit down. Just sit down. Maybe mm. just pull, yeah? Yeah, do a pull, please. Hold on. <laughs> Looking like Willy Wonka <laughs> He didn't need to sit down like that He could have just walked in and sat down But he he bent over Did a little mouth motion And then sat And then also I think it's Chris looking down Like Because he was clapping And he was like mm. What the hell And he paused Yeah he paused It was like so, Yeah so I think that was That's also a giveaway No I think he spat <laughs> well, I don't think he deliberately spat I think he just had a It's a moment man. It's a moment Yeah he just had a moment There was someone who tweeted um, He was also at the 
event. So he said, um, it's Ramin Saturday, his name is. But he says anyway, he said, coming from the Don't Worry Darling premiere tonight, this is all I can say. There are no trash cans in the Salah Grand, not in the lobby or in the mezzanine where these, where these seats are located. So hypothetically, if you were to, if you were chewing a piece of gum, there'd be no place to put it. So he said, you know, maybe he just kind of wanted to get rid of his chewing gum and that's what happened. But um, neither Harris nor Chris have said anything. But yeah, I think that man's bad. In my humble mm. opinion. Yeah. But he's got good and um, what's it called? He's got good um self-control. Mm. I would have slapped that chewing gum back back in your mouth. Because that's ridiculous. Wait, he, can't, he, can't spit, oh, he didn't spit chewing gum out enough, did he? We don't know what he did. We don't know what he spat. You could do zoom in or something. <laughs> I didn't see no chewing gum come out of his mouth. But um, yeah, and then my last bit as well, still on the white British people. So you know this morning show that's hosted with um Philip Schofield and Holly Willoughby. Yeah. They basically had a show yesterday where they had a turning game price, a wheel turning price, mm. and have a listener, listener call in. And the two prizes, first prize was, one of the prizes was a thousand pounds. The second prize was your energy being, your energy bill being paid off for four months. Yeah, I saw that mm. clip of mine actually. Yeah. Thankfully, the guy on the phone that I, the clip I saw, he won his energy bill being paid off. But basically, people are they're basically facing criticism because people are saying that um, that's rude. Like mm. this is some this is a real thing that people are going through in life, mm. and essentially it's being trivialized and using as a game show. Some of y'all don't know good things because personally, <laughs> I would have been praying that it lands on energy bills. Yeah. And I would tell them, do you mind if you just do it in winter, please? Not now. This time in winter when the prices go up. But yeah, they basically faced a lot of um, backlash over and just people just thought it was very insensitive and um, uh, dystopian. uh, Tasteless. Yeah. So some of the people, I'm just going to read some of the tweets that people said. They said, it's so sad that if you win, that if you win spin to win, they'll pay your energy bills. It used to be win a holiday. The absolute state of things is horrifying. And then they said the state of this country is when this morning has put them, has put paying four months of energy bills as a spin wheel, the prize. Well, I found this spin... Spin to win, fairly depressing to be fair. And then something really patronizing about Phil and Holly talking to this guy about his energy bills. Because they were talking to him, they were like, oh, like, what would you rather win? And he was like, mate, energy mm. bills. Mm. And like, yeah, it's, it's pretty difficult, isn't it? And he was like, yeah, it's really hard right now, blah, blah. So, and obviously, when you see these people, you assume that they're rich. So mm. it's like, mm. okay. are you feeling the impacts of these things? Like, you're mm. talking to someone who, who is. And then someone said, state of this country, when you can win your energy bills being paid off on this morning. I think that's actually bad, you know. Mm. That's actually because usually it would be like holidays and yeah. trips and hotel and spa and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Damn. But is it is, that's more so, I guess, the state of the country, not necessarily yeah. a criticism of the. Um, of I think people. people are criti- criticizing both. Mm. So they're criticizing the state of the country that this is how bad the country is, mm-hmm. that now game shows have to put this as an option yeah. of a prize. Mm-hmm. But also, they like to ITV that it's a bit insensitive because this is very real for people. That it's yeah. almost like you're. Because it's, it's in a game thing, right? It's a game yeah. show. So it's like, you're kind of trivializing how, how serious, it is. serious yeah. this matter is. But is it though? I, I don't see it as a... I think it is because you don't you didn't have to frame it that way. You could have just given different tiers of money away. You don't have to say, mm-hmm. this is for energy bills. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. If, if, if you want to give away money, you give away money. And they'd like it to use that money on bills. Yeah, you just, you're framing it. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to frame it that way. Because you could yeah. win between 1,000 and 3,000 pounds. Yeah. Mm. Just increase it. Yeah, my energy bill is going to be about yeah, five, five k. Then increase it. and then because chances are, like you said, people are going to use the money for the yeah, bills anyway. You don't anyway. have to specify that this is for yeah. energy bills. 
which is obviously making it very real that this we is, are in a crisis. Yeah, and that it's, yeah, it's, it's just mm. so I, I, yeah, I do read the room bit, in it kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's a bit kind of tone deaf, but I would have been very happy to win the. I'd have fumed if I won thousand pounds. Are you kidding? What's that gonna do? What is that gonna do? It might have covered my direct debits. But yeah, guys, that is all from me today. So let's get into the people's journal. people welcome to the people's journal i give you the news from an economics point of view all right so the first thing is about this trust and people expecting her to freeze energy bills mm. she's not said that at all but for some reason people are expecting her to it's, it's all over the media and whatnot but basically in a victory speech she said um she will deliver on the energy crisis yeah i don't really see how that means she's gonna freeze bills but anyway you should freeze anyway we're gonna we're gonna suffer for it in a year's time yeah, yeah. So I don't think I should just like, Yeah, exactly. We're all going to have to pay him for it in, a, in some roundabout way. Yeah. But basically what they're saying is, I guess, um, they understand that it's one of her options anyway. It's just kind of, um, you know what I mean? Like, choosing between. Um, also, uh, yeah, so basically she said, I'll deliver an energy crisis, yeah. dealing with people's energy bills, but also dealing with the long-term issues yeah. we have on energy supply. I remember yesterday, I think it was, I was talking about Nord 1, which is the, the pipeline in Russia. Yeah. Which they've closed indefinitely. So not just obviously the bills that we're paying now, but also I guess where we're going to be getting our supply from mm-hmm. in the future, which obviously is going to affect how much you're paying. But obviously, like we said the other day, sorry, earlier today, um, the Labour leader, <laughs> Keir Starmer, has come out and started talking again. So he's like, there can be no justification for not freezing energy prices. Mm-hmm. There's a political consensus that needs to happen. She needs to ask the question how she's going to pay for that. Labour made it clear. It needs to be a windfall tax on oil and gas companies. Okay. So, yeah, that's, that's his point. That's his point of view, in it? But, um, like I said, uh, Ms. Truss is basically looking at different options. And maybe she may go with the windfall tax um, option. Mm. There was, um, I think they opted for that before, even. Like, when Sunak was the chancellor, he eventually um, kind of agreed that that's probably the best way to get the money. But, um, obviously, like, we... I've been speaking about this trust wants to lower tax. Yeah. So it, it may look a bit somehow if she then goes to say, you know, we're going to tax you a bit more because, you know, the windfall uh, situation. But I guess we will know in coming um, days because, again, also, like I said yesterday, she did promise to kind of deal with it within the week yeah. of becoming PM. Um, the next thing to talk about is basically, have you heard of something called um, a bank hub? Have you seen any bank hubs? Bank hubs? Mm. Yeah. Neither had I, but basically um, they're starting to pop up and basically they're organized or set up by um, the post office, right? Mm. And what it is, is you've got different banks in that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, what they're trying to say is over the last, I don't know, five or so years, like loads of banks have been closing Mm. like at crazy um, rates, right? Yeah. And which means people primarily wouldn't be able to get loads of cash. Mm-hmm. Because the banks are closing and also ATMs are closing because obviously a lot of ATMs are associated with the bank, innit? Yeah. So they're saying that's crazy. Even though, yeah, we live in a digi- digital time, we still need cash. There's many people who need cash. Yeah. So basically, um, yeah, these hubs, like I said, which are run by the post office, are basically being put up in certain places. And 13 new hubs are being placed all around the country um, at the moment to allow customers of any bank to access their accounts. You can deposit your cash, your checks, you can withdraw money, all them type of things. All of the more complicated things, um, they've got like one representative from each bank in that hub. 
So, yeah, so you need to speak to them about something more complicated than that. Then they will help you deal with that. So, yeah, it may be a, a new way of banking. Sounds like the future. Yeah. Have you noticed as well, on your um, your banking apps here, yeah, mm. you can access accounts at different banks. So really? you got Yeah, yeah. So, so you got NatWest. Yeah. It allows you to add your Halifax oh, accounts it? to the NatWest. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I've never done that. I don't want to mix it up. Yeah. But yeah. Gonna, <laughs> this is, they be my business. Mm-mm, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it, yeah, like I said, maybe the new way of um, banking. Oh and, and the last thing is, um, I this is the first time I've heard this company. I'm not sure. Maybe you guys have heard it. Yeah. Um, it's basically a British smartphone maker by the name of Bullet. Mm-hmm. B-U-L-L-I-T-T. And basically, they're trying to um, rival Apple and Tesla. And what, they, what they're trying to do is basically um, launch this whole new satellite-connected handset. Yeah. handset. So obviously, you know, sometimes we get issues with Wi-Fi or mobile networks and stuff. This will automatically allow you to connect to a global satellite network. So you won't be without um, reception or connection. Yeah. yeah. And basically, Apple has been looking into it. Tesla has been looking into it. But this, this uh, British company has beat them to it. And they're looking to launch this in February of next year. So basically, initially, you'll only uh, enable us, um, the users, to send and receive texts only. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I guess with due time, you'd be able to do all types of stuff that you yeah. can do on your normal smartphones and stuff like that, you know? So, yeah, man. It, it looks like, yeah, there's more competition. Mm. Which I always say typically is a good thing. Bring prices down. And, yeah. Apple have their annual conference, isn't it? Is it annual whenever they'd have it? They're yeah. about to announce a new iPhone, yeah, I reckon. Yeah, every September. Yeah. yeah. I reckon they're going to announce mm. a new iPhone, so you'll probably be covering that tomorrow. Don't be a hero. <laughs> Do you guys upgrade like every year? Yeah, your Apple? No. Or no. every two years? Or no. Whenever your contract is up? Well, my phone's on the last eggs. Oh, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think I normally do whenever my contract ends. But right now, I'm on a SIM plan. I just, yeah. I just buy the phone now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I've been okay. on a SIM plan as well for a few years now. I think that's cheaper, isn't it? Yeah, it's cheaper. Yeah. Way cheaper. Yeah. Mm. My phone's like 15 pounds. Yeah. See? Yeah, mine's like 20. Yeah. Less than 20. So yeah, I think for me that's better. Um, when this phone starts acting like a fool, mm-hmm. and I can no longer use it, then I will because do you know what it's about getting a new phone as well. Like the thought of like trans like starting up a new phone. Yeah, well, it's easy nowadays, man. Especially with Apple, you just. But I'm lazy. But the thing yeah. I don't, I also don't want all my pictures. So actually, if anyone is out there able to help me, so basically when I got this phone, yeah, I wanted to start fresh with the pictures. Mm. I woke up one day, I don't know what I clipped. All the pictures from all my iPhones was on this phone. I was like, are you kidding me? Mm. So I don't know. And I have it on the cloud. You must, so, have, you must have everything on the cloud. You must have downloaded everything from the cloud mm. onto your device. How did I undownload it? You might have to delete everything. Damn. Oh, no, no. Just, just reset the phone. Oh, is it? Yeah. If, if you um, factory reset the phone, it wipes yeah. the entire phone. Okay. but then, Everything. And it goes back to if the phone was brand new. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do. Does it my contacts and stuff though? Everything goes. So when you switch the okay, phone Yusuf, on, no. <laughs> yeah, I my contacts there. Oh, you just want to eliminate pictures? Just pictures, just pictures and videos. Just, you just highlight them all and just delete them. Long. Do you know how long it is? Mm. Do you know how many Let me see how many pictures I have. No, but I swear, if you, you know, if you, um, go like this. Yeah. Yeah. Go like that. You can see a lot of them at once, isn't it? Yeah, just but highlight, you know, highlight all of them. Yeah, but there's some I want to keep. Mm. You gotta go through it. And that's what's annoying. Because you know like, we go so when we go out here, <laughs> when we go out here, we yeah. take like 20 pictures mm-hmm. just to end up with one. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what's annoying is that I need to be going back 
as soon as I post the one or the one I know the one I want, yeah, go back and delete the 19. Yeah, yeah. I leave yeah. it. Because the other day I was trying to find something and I said, I know you're lying. Look at these pictures. I'm going to do manually, to be fair. Because it's like over 7,000. Yeah, you're going to have to go for that one by one, unfortunately. It's 8,271. I've been wanting to do that as well, you know. But I've always said to myself, I think the best place to do that is when you're on the plane. You know I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. You've, got just, you've got just hours of hours. free time. Yeah, that's yeah. true, actually. That's true, actually. That's the point. Mm. But yeah, all right. Let's get into asking for a friend. Um, before we get into, I do want to say I appreciate you guys ever liking the videos. Um, the stats could be better, so um, get to liking, please. Thank you, and also subscribe to the channel. But yeah, so asking for a friend. Good morning, guys. Absolutely love the show. I live in Kenya. Ooh. I live in Kenya and I'm planning on visiting London next year. I'd love to be able to come on as a guest when I'm down. I'm not even important at anything. It would just be really great to meet the people from London I listen to every morning. Hopefully we have like an event as well. Mm. You can come to that. But yeah, anyway, I've got a short dilemma. My friend is convinced that women wake up every single morning to reclaim as much from men as they can before moving on to the next one. I've told him that it's the type of women that his flashy living attracts. He's quite a wealthy man and, in, and interacts with women solely on a transactional basis. What's your friend's number? There is, <laughs> <laughs> there is this one woman that he likes and keeps on rebuffing all his advances, no matter what he throws her way. And he seems to think she is just holding out for a grander gesture in order to bite. This woman is actually great for him and he's going to miss out on her because his mind, when it comes to women, is so fixed. What do you think? Is he wrong? Should I continue trying to change his mind? Love from Kenya. Mm. Mm. So he likes a woman. I'm yeah. trying to understand. Yeah, I think the, the woman who he's rebuffing... What does he mean? As in he's just pushing away. He's just trying to okay. get rid of her. Okay. Is it because he thinks that she's after his money too? Might be. Right? Mm. Okay, let me read that part again. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. So it said this. Okay, there is this one woman that he likes and keeps on rebuffing all his advances. Maybe she's. Oh, rebuffing, she's rebuffing. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. Advances. She's rebuffing okay. his advances. Sorry, yeah. No matter what he throws her way, and he seems to think she's just holding up for a grander gesture oh, in order okay, to okay. bite. This woman is actually great for him, and he's going to miss out on her because he, his mind, when it comes to women, is so fixed. So. Yeah, but that's so not his I, fault. That's not his fault then. No, but it, so does that mean that he's offering us things? She's saying no. Because, and he thinks it's because, or the friend thinks it's because she's waiting for something bigger. But then imagine if she likes him. No, but she's not accepting nothing. Yeah, but remember, she's rebuffing him mm. for whatever reason, right? Yeah. And um, this is a confusing dilemma. It sounds as though this woman that this guy is throwing money at, mm. she, oh. doesn't, she doesn't respond to... Money, money being thrown at her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he thinks she's um, calling out for a bigger gesture, yeah. he still thinks that she's the same type of woman okay. as in mm. what I think that all women, you know, I respond to transactions. Yeah, I don't yeah. feel like she's holding out for a bigger, yeah, a bigger gesture because most people will just take what's ever given to them. And, they, you, and you build it up. Yeah, they're, they're going to say, no, 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 I'm waiting yeah. for this. They'll say, yes, 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 and yes to and the yeah, big yeah. thing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. the girls, that's another one, thank you. yeah. <laughs> So I don't think I don't feel like she's rebuffing. Yeah, I think she advances. actually likes him. I feel like maybe she's not into the materialistic stuff. Maybe she's not into material. Maybe she don't like the guy first of all because oh, yeah. I've been. 
Is that the most obvious option? There's some mm. guys that I don't like you enough or anything. Yeah. I don't want don't, even a Chanel bag. I could not if I don't like you. Just so there's no confusion here, mm. and you're out here now being a bugaboo and you're lingering. I don't even want it. I don't even want to sell you any kind of dream. So that's the most obvious one. She might not like him, but also she might not be someone who is interested in that side of things. Mm. So his question was, what do you think? Is he wrong? I don't think he's necessarily wrong in having that mindset if that's the woman he's always dealt with. And like you've told your friend, because mm. his friend said to him that, you know, you flash your material stuff. Yeah. So women want to take your material stuff. And if he's got a transactional mindset of relationships, mm. I don't necessarily think it's wrong. I think that's if that's what works for him, that's cool. Mm-hmm. If it is a, a thing where he wants something deeper, then he's going to have to work on his mindset. Um, should you continue trying to change his mind? I'll be honest, no. I think we need to get to a place where we, if someone is the way they are, unless it direct, directly harms you or they come and complain about the way they are and not want to be that way anymore, mm-hmm. I think just let people be who they are. Um, if this is how he functions in relationships, he clearly sees relationships differently to how you see relationships. I don't think you should project your views of what relationships are mm-hmm. on him. If he asks for advice and he's like, you know what, I want to meet a girl and, and be deeper and have a deeper connection, blah, blah. Then you can definitely say, you know, um, then maybe you, the way you handle, the way you interact with women mm. should be different. Don't lead with your um, material stuff. Mm-hmm. Lead with you as a person. I would say, yeah. But other than that, mm. did your friend come to London with you? <laughs> <laughs> I think this woman is, you know, she's framing it like the woman is interested in him. Because this woman is actually great for him. Yeah. And he's going to miss out on her. So that suggests that maybe there is mutual... There's an interesting thing there. Yeah. Um, so if that's the case, then yeah, just, you know, she's giving you several hints that she doesn't want. Material stuff. Your material advances to so just maybe come at her from a different angle. Yep. Mm. Maybe she's saying that um, um, she's great for him because she doesn't look to place value in the money that he's flinging at her. Ah. Yeah. Okay, okay. And her mindset is like, no, nah, I'm not one of them girls. But that doesn't mean anything. You yeah. still want to... They didn't find out. I think I'm just going to go on a limb here and say she doesn't like you at all. Yeah, I don't think she likes you. To be honest with you, I'm just going to go on a limb and say, yeah, I don't think this yeah. girl's interested in you, bro. Because I think <laughs> even as someone who is, even if you like a guy, yeah. unless obviously he's like kind of being, um, he's looking down at you with his money, yeah. you still appreciate the gifts. Nice yeah. flowers. I mean, you appreciate these things. Not outright reject. I think if he uses that to talk to you, that's different. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. But... Maybe it depends on his approach like and how he's... Flaunting or giving yeah. her these things. Because I'll be honest with you, African men, yeah, yeah. they love to, when they're going to impress you with money, yeah. that's all, that's their personality, yeah. that's their character, that's who they are. Yeah. So it can be a bit like, okay, relax, like, yeah. mm. this is not what I'm here for. It can almost be a bit insulting. Mm. Do you get what I mean? If you're not that kind of, if you're not that way inclined as a woman, maybe he just don't like you. So, a separate, I love question, like a separate question, Esther, as a woman, yes. if you met a guy, liked a guy, yeah. And um, he was just compliant with everything um, financial. He was just giving you, giving you, giving you, giving you, giving mm-hmm. you. And he was sweet. He was all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then you found out that he was only giving you all this stuff because he thought that's the best way to keep you sweet. Yeah. And you gave him whatever it is that <laughs> was attached to you loving him. Yeah. But in his head, it was all a case of... Because he was giving me yeah, financial stuff. Yeah. What Would that, would that matter to you? It would. It definitely would, because that means that we've been we've been in two different situations. Mm. But that kind of situation, I would talk about it and let him know that I'm not with you because of the things that you have. If I really, really like this person, I would definitely let you know that I'm not with you because of the presence and all that kind of stuff. 
Um, so don't feel that you have to impress me with those things. Mm. I think it's just kind of talking about. I think if someone is used to receiving love because they give, I, f- I can understand why he would make that assumption. Mm. So I think it's just for me to let him know that no, 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 this is how I love, blah, blah. And then if I like you enough, I will stay for that change to be implemented in our situation. Mm. But if there's no change from that where he's like, he doesn't believe, I guess if he doesn't trust that I'm being genuine, mm. then I will pack my bag and go and move all my presents. Mm. I'll be damned if you think I'm giving it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. But I do think with a lot of with African men, they tend to do the thing of trying to impress women. Mm. And even him saying, you know, um, his friend thinks that women kind of wake up every day to see what they can squeeze out of men. Sadly, that is <laughs> true of some mm. women back home. Where like I always see on Nigerian Twitter, the guys are always joking about how. So imagine you ask her on a date, yeah. Mm. She comes with her friends. Like, that is that is apparently a normal. <laughs> normal. Where back home that's normal. Yes, it's not normal. It's not the guys are the guys are like this is foolishness, but the girls don't seem to see the problem. And one of my friends posted something. It's different. because they want their friends to enjoy as well. Yeah, I guess so. But I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process behind that. I guess it's just a thing where, like, if a guy's got so basically, if a guy's got money back home, yeah, yeah. the idea is that I'm not the one who like it's it's a show off thing of like my man can mm-hmm. get us drinks, my man can do this kind of thing. So I guess if friends like, oh, let me come, like it doesn't make the sometimes the way they think back home doesn't make sense well, to me. No sense. But apparently the girls be doing that, but the guys are like, this is foolishness because I'm not paying for the I'm not paying for food. So even that, and then the girls then judge the guys like, oh, he couldn't even pay for everything. No, it's like, why is she I didn't invite you. Why is she here? It's not about it. Why is she here? Why is she here? Well, some of the girls are not calling guys back because they didn't pay for the uninvited friend's food. Or if it's just them, they'll be like, oh, I'll, I'm going to, they order takeaway for their friend. Hmm. Y'all are hungry. I don't know, man. It's different. Hey, man, how far does your grace um, go when it is that you move to a woman in a club and she has four friends in the mix? You buy the more No, I ain't got time for that. Why? Wait, say that again? I missed that. It's not something important. Man, I, <laughs> I just heard you won't buy drinks. Like, who, who, who you not buy drinks? He's basically saying, say I'm moving to someone in the club. Yeah. yeah. And she's there with four of her friends. Yeah. Like, would I then attempt to buy her friends' drinks as well? No. <laughs> talk to her, no. Because anyway, me, at that stage, I don't know the guy in it. I don't want my friend thinking, oh, he's got money. Let me try and get in there. Mm-mm, this is me. <laughs> I think, yeah, no, no. It's more sort of self-preservation. But I do think that, I think I wouldn't be offended if he didn't buy my friend's drinks. Mm-hmm. But say, for example, I'd place an order. Mm. Whereas for like, for me and my friend. Yeah. But he comes, he's like, oh, I'll just pay for yours. Mm. That's dead. Because mm. I placed an order for two and I was going to pay for me and my friend. Okay. Yeah, that's Do you get me? Yeah, yeah. But if it's like, I'm, I'm, I was just getting my own drink, mm. then yeah, get my, why are you getting my entire squad drinks? Mm. But at the same time, I think it is a nice gesture to get the whole thing. But I do think it's kind of dynamics mm-hmm. of that. Like one time we um I went up with my girl, we went to like this wine bar, and there was these men from South Africa, South African men, ladies. <laughs> they are generous. <laughs> Just put that out there. <laughs> but like they wanted to come and talk to us. And when they came, they were like, Oh, were you ladies drinking? Mm. And they ordered us like a bottle of a bottle of wine. Yeah. And that was just the one guy that was coming over to talk to me. Mm. But obviously, I was with my friends. I was yeah. with my friends. So he, yeah. he ordered all of us a drink. Yeah. And then when one of, when his other boys were going to come over as well, mm. two of them as well were like, oh, what are you guys drinking? Okay. And they ordered more of the... Yeah. 
This mm. because some some men are just like that. Yeah, exactly. They're just happy to just share free with the yeah. drinks. That's just their whole culture, isn't it? Yeah, but I think in that kind of situation, if he had bought just me a drink, yeah. it would have been weird. Yeah, because mm. I literally was on a table with my girls. Yeah, can't just come with one singular glass. So I guess for sure. he got a bottle, so that way we can all. Does a man need to use a drink to move to you? So if a guy, if a guy moves to you and drinks don't even come up in conversation, is that is that fun? My track record, niggas been moved to me for less. <laughs> No, that's fine. Yeah, drinks. I don't think drinks. Don't think, yeah, drinks don't need to be a part of the equation. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think, if a guy was talking to me, I don't think you have to buy me something to earn this conversation. I'm yeah. to, if I want to talk to you, do you yeah. get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it has to be. But there are some women as well who think you can't talk to me like I'm, and my thirst is just here. Yeah, that's not the type of woman I want to talk to. To be honest with you. Yeah. If I'm coming to talk to you, I'm generally have interest in you. You're thinking, <laughs> why hasn't nigga bought me a drink? That's it's dry. I'm like, have a good evening. <laughs> Someone in the comments said, "Yo, if I'm buying them drinks, basically, I better be smashing all of them." It's not someone in the comments. It's, it's <laughs> Moses. <laughs> that reckless guy. Where is the comment? Um, is that the same type of thing that what's his face said? Uh, Kojo. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. This no, is not. He didn't say that, but he said something similar. Long those lines. Um, if I'm taking you on a date or something like that, mm-hmm. yeah. I, ex- I don't want to put words in his mouth. It's something like I expect sex or something like that. Mm. Nah, man, that's dead. Because you ain't getting nothing from me. It's, ba- it's basically he's trying to say that um, men and women respond to different things. Yeah. And so women may like, oh, the whole date thing because they're more material. Mm. Yeah. And so obviously when we go on a date, you expect some material things, especially yeah. like as the relationship progresses or whatever. But especially on that date, you expect nice things on that date. I'm paying for sex the food. Sex is not a nice thing to expect. Why not? He's, he's saying for men, that's what we, we want, isn't it? I think... For women... <laughs> I think you should be... <laughs> if I go on a date with a guy here and you yeah. think... <laughs> I'm going to need you to speak because if you I man, go on a date... You might have to take a few steps back. <laughs> if, I, if I go on a date with a guy and you think because you pay for the date, is- you're then going to get a kiss... Anything physical? Yeah. What's your monzo, please? I will send mm. you the money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't think sex with transact because um yeah, that dates and stuff should be transactional in that way. But there are people who don't mind that. Mm. I just think you need to know your audience. But mm. I've never been on dates with guys that thought this was gonna be what it was. And I said, You don't know me, do you? You're in for a surprise. <laughs> By the way, I was just articulated. Amber would, like, <laughs> Amber would like to hear you out. Huh? Amber would like to hear you out. Who me? She said expound. No, basically, I'm just articulating what Koja was saying. Yeah, that's what it was. But just, okay? just, just say that you don't agree. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't agree. Okay. <laughs> it should not be this? transactional at all. What country is this? The comedian. The comedian. No, what I thought you were talking about. Yeah. Funds. No. No, he's talking about Sid. Yeah, I thought what you were talking about. I was thinking. Oh, no. I was thinking he said that. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, yeah, that's what he, that's what yeah. he said. And then yeah. they cooked him, innit? Of course, yeah. he didn't say yeah. he cooked. Okay, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I hate to take it there, but. I'm gonna have to do it. Mm. Sometimes when guys say stuff like that, yeah, trigger warning, <laughs> it sounds a bit rapey. Oh, is it? Yeah, because okay. there's some guys who, okay, so some guys, yeah, like they can go on a date and in their mind they might expect sex. That's fine. If mm-hmm. you're feeling whatever way you're feeling, you're attracted to her, that's fair enough, that's cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, there's some guys who, if, okay, so no, no. One side, the guys who are expecting it, it doesn't happen. It's like, all right, cool, whatever. It is what it is, yeah. Mm. But on the other hand, there's some guys who are expecting it and they voice that 
And it just has this very, le- it takes a very left, weird, yeah. awkward, this is extremely uncomfortable mm. energy. Mm. And that is low-key rapey. To expect that because you bought a woman dinner, she automatically has to have sex with you when it's not even a conversation you've had before. Or you, mm-hmm. do you get what I mean? Like, what gave you that idea? Like, and guys are the ones that can't have friends. They can't have female friends because in their minds, like, this is what women are just yeah. for. So but, um, it's, it's giving Andrew take. Mate. <laughs> it's giving all the misogynists. It's, yeah, it's ridiculous. But yeah, I don't think you should be going on dates expecting that. But I don't even kiss on first dates. You know what, Brent? Where, when did you see Amber's comment say that? Or did you just make up? No, she did. No, she did. She said, um, okay. I want to hear him out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I want to hear him out. Okay, yeah, yeah, I can see actually. But, but she, afterwards, she said, I kind of get the point a tiny bit. It's just poorly articulated. We don't know what she was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not put words in Amber's mouth. All right. But yeah, man. Um, Which point do you think she, she gets, money? Oh, there's a... Oh, about, basically about how some men, even... Look, someone just said, look, yeah, why I, else I do you think we talk to you? Like? Yeah, but he, he, he's... Imagine. Hey, Kevin he's, Thompson he's is... He's a person. Yeah, he's, he's notorious. Oh, is it? Yeah. Notorious. Yeah. Notorious <laughs> in the wider world or notorious... No, his second those... name used to be different before. Oh, is it? Yeah. Hmm. He's a terrorist, yeah. Someone said... Um, Esther, it used to be Samuels, by the way. Uh, that's what I meant. It used to be Samuels. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So you change it when it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> when he is the past. Someone said, Esther, men are... Hunter gatherers just said, I'll be honest with you, yeah. I I understand that. I understand people think differently and in, in I, I get that. I get that mm-hmm. there's some men who expect physical stuff. I get that there's some men who want to be physical early. Like I get that it doesn't mean some some things to some people. I get that. But quite a long story short, those are not the kind of men that I go for. Yeah. That's it. So when I speak on, on things that I do and it's work, it works, it works for me. Mm-hmm. Because I know the kind of man I'm attracted to. I know the kind of guys I talk to and it works well for the standards that I have. They mm-hmm. were equally yoked on that, on that ground. So yeah. whether they're hunting gatherers or whatever it is, like I would cut when I say, so you know, when you meet a guy, blah, blah, if a guy, it puts me off if a guy's like, oh, you're very sexy or starts making those kind of, mm-hmm. it puts me off. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Like, remember even the other day, when we were outside and that guy was trying to talk to me. Oh, yes. Like 7.30. That's right here. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. 7.30 in the morning. But remember I said to you how, so basically he had seen me in the car, mm. but, and I don't know whether he saw me, I don't know, I don't know what the situation was. Black guy? Yeah. yeah. Right there. But then when he came out, when I then came out of the car, whatever, not going to be funny, my outfit was outfitting that day. <laughs> I, had, I had a gym, I was going to the gym, the body was set good. In my, he said he saw me, then he was like, oh, they wanted to talk to me. Mm. But because you, you, when you saw me earlier, you didn't stop your car. There was no one mm. behind you. There was no one ahead of you. The road was quiet. You could have stopped your car to be like, oh, hi, can I yeah. say something to you? You didn't. Mm. But now that you see me in all my glory, mm. you seem bummed now. You want to talk to me. Hello, please. <laughs> Let's be going. So do you get me? So stuff like that for me personally puts me up. I understand mm. that not everyone is like me. And I don't expect mm. everyone to think like, think like me. Otherwise, we'll all be single. Mm. But it works for me. It works for me. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. some people don't mind transactions and the gifts and stuff like that, but mm. yeah, yeah, I guess it's each to their own. I remember it really is. Someone talking about this before, and Bear Women was talking about um, this is this is a while ago. I think it was on Facebook or something, and um, people were talking about the whole sex on the first date type thing. Yeah, and Bear Women were like, "Listen, that's that's a myth." Like, like, and they were giving themselves um as examples yeah. of how they slept with the guy 
because of the chemistry and how you know how great the date That's was. Big. Yeah. And they're in a relationship together. They got yeah. kids. They're happy. Five, ten years down the line. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's, everyone's that's different. Thing. Yeah. That's why we say that it's it's an individual thing. Yeah. You could I could have sex with someone on the first date. We could not get a call back fair. I could also have sex with someone on the first date and we could be married for eight years. Exactly. It's just the person. Does it matter how much time you spent talking before the first date? Mm. So, let's, so let's just say you met a guy. Yeah. And you spoke to him on the phone, text him for like a month and a half, like intensely. And yeah. And it was every single day. So you brought up a great rapport. Yeah. But on the first date, then yeah. you had sex. Yeah. Versus you meet a guy on Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, you go on a date with him maybe the following Saturday and yeah. have sex with him. Yeah, I think that's definitely And in that week, there was, you know, the conversation was, was, was very light. Yeah, I think there's definitely a difference. There's a difference, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think when you get to know someone, the first scenario, I know, I kind of know him. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I may, yeah. not, may not have met up or whatever, yeah. but I've spoken to you, I've connected with you. Like, we've, I know way more about you than I yeah. did. I think even if the week was intense as well, Mm. It's about how you feel and know a person. Yeah, you know no, I mean? a week could be intense. A week of convo could be intense as well. It could yeah. be every single day. It could be all mm-hmm. throughout the day. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But I feel like sex on the first date is more so judged on what's been transpiring before the date. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how it's judged. Yeah, I think so. And I think also as well, like, kind of connection. Because you know, sometimes you talk to people and you're really good on the phone and texting and everything. When you meet them, yeah. this is not. Is this the right person? Yeah. Is, do you give your friend your phone to be talking to me? Do you get me? So I think also that also. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've had it before. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just a, like I'm the person. I'll just come. Yeah. This ain't it. This ain't mm. it, y'all. Do you get me? So I think even the connection in person as well. Because really, I could even meet someone on Friday. Mm. We go out the next Friday or whatever. Mm. But then we may not have talked so much in person. Yeah. But when we get on the date, like the connection, everything is just mm. all makes sense. Yeah. I have sex with him. Do you get yeah. what I mean? So yeah. I really think it just I think the individual, that's what it all, always comes down to. Yeah. So with this dilemma to go back to it, either the girl don't like him, or she's not a woman who is impressed by material things, and then he's yeah. gonna have to adapt to that. Also, what's the profile of this man as well? Is he, is he like an uncle or just in my mind, wealthy? Young he's buck. Like a, is he a young buck? Is he a, mm. I don't think he's super young because he's he's very wealthy, apparently, or wealthy. Yeah. I, I'm thinking he's given like in his 30s. I was getting like an older kind of guy, like 30, 40. That's what I was getting for some reason. Could yeah, be that. I was, yeah. I was imagining someone a bit older. Mm. What, at what age? Maybe someone like in the early 40s. Mm. Okay. I'm thinking I'm thinking from 35. Okay. Good looking guy, black skin. Yeah. <laughs> in, this, in, in this day and age, in this um, economy, and the way the culture is, it's very hard to... Picture a woman just turning down presents, presents, <laughs> honestly, from a man she's interested in. That and that's why I don't think she's interested. Because mm-hmm. you know, I would turn down something I've always wanted from a guy who I'm not like, yeah. because I don't want to give you any kind of opening. I don't want yeah. you to think this could possibly be a thing. Or the satisfaction to know that yeah. you gave this to me, or that anything can can happen after Mm-mm. this. Because this this present I've, I've collected means you're gonna come back tomorrow and try and talk to me. Yeah, and I would like to stop that right now. But yes, mm. she joking. I was double ticked up on her Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> was that a double ticked up? <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, any more comments we can read? Like I say, if a guy is speaking with a girl for the sole purpose of trying to smash, isn't looking for a relationship. I don't get it. I say, guys, you use punctuation. You don't, you don't listen to me. So it's understandable that girls play to the long game pause to suss those kind of guys out. Mm. Yeah, because I think there are a lot yeah. of guys who it is that kind of vibe of, okay, 
They're just trying to get numbers. And so you got to speak to them. Me, I like a, I like a decent enough time talking stage. How, how soon do you normally ask the man his intentions? Or do you just let it play out? And then you figure out for yourself once it's clear. Um, so I don't directly ask, mm. but in the conversations we have, yeah, that's the thing. I can ask the same what, what what it's gonna be. But sometimes, okay. sometimes as well, you have to as much as I do that, I also would get that conversation of okay, let's make it clear. Mm. So I think it also always, always depends on where I'm at in life. So if I'm in a place of no one to date, yeah, well, you want long term, long that's my business. Yeah, I'm here for. Just for vibes. So yeah, it depends. If you know exactly what you want, regardless, then yeah. you, you'll just let it be known straight away. Yes, I think. Yes, I think from the com- certain conversation, you can kind of tell early where because we'll have conversations about like, oh, are you single? Like, you, I always ask, are you single? Yeah, that's you have to. Yeah. I ask, are you single? You know what's crazy? Are you married? You know what's... I, I think I that. think you would assume that if a man approaches you, you he is single. Ladies, do the not. The fact that you have to ask that question. It's like I was watching um <laughs> I was watching Raising Kenny yesterday. Mm. And Kenan was at a party and he yeah. and this girl started lipsing for time. <laughs> after, after they finished lipsing, have you got a girlfriend? I figured. <laughs> you no think that? No. It's no. like that question should come before the kiss, no? Yep. Or you just assume that because assume, the person's kissing yeah, you. Yeah, we're, lip, we're, we're lipsed up, innit? So it would nope. be an assumption that I don't have a, a girlfriend. Ladies, listen to me. If you don't want your, your wig snatched off your head <laughs> and in the dancery, me, I always ask, do you have a girlfriend? Mm. There's two questions I ask. Do you have a girlfriend? Do you have a wife? Is there any woman out there who thinks <laughs> that that just shows how much men are in the mud that you have to ask a man? In Forget girlfriend for a second. Do you have a wife? Mm. The fact that you have to ask a man who's approaching does does he have a wife means that there's there's Do you no know what's trust. Mad? That's you just saying that made me realize I need to add another question to it. Do you have a fiance? Because you know, guys, but a technicality. Yeah. Technically, she's not my girlfriend anymore, yeah. and technically, she's not really my women, wife. Women do not trust men at all. You have to at ask a man all. who's approaching. Do you have a fiance? I'll be honest. I do. I do. And it's not because I have trust issues. Yeah. I just don't want problems. I don't get in fights. Like, listen. No, it's fair. I don't you're, want problems. I think your, your question is fair. Yeah. I don't want problems. Because they're, girl, they're guys with girlfriends who talk to, And I'm like... And I find it insulting. But obviously, I know that they don't know me. and They don't know what morals are. Mm. But I find it insulting. I've had married men. I've had a guy move to me. He was just giving my older sisters an invitation to his wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I was shocked. And he turned around. Obviously, I didn't look like I was in the conversation because obviously yeah. they're talking to him, whatever. So I'm on my phone or whatever. He turns around and says, like, oh, oh, Chas talked to me. He's moving to me. I said, can you just... <laughs> Are you sure though? <laughs> I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Because if my sister were like, we're all confusion. We're like, you're just talking to him about yeah. be for the wedding. You said it's in the boot of your car. You're li- you literally were going to go and get the, your wedding material from the boot of your car. And you thought, oh, first of all, let me talk to this girl. <laughs> I said, now nah, you're on crack. You're on crack. So me, I always ask a guy. I always, always ask. I don't <laughs> want problems. I will so, not get got. There's a, there's a statement by um, Kevin Samuels. All men cheat <laughs> if they can. If they can, it's our biological drive. It's your biological drive. Speak for yourself. I don't think, I don't believe all men cheat. I think, I don't believe all men cheat. I, I refuse to believe that. And it's not because I'm doing wishful thinking or I'm being naive. Mm. I just don't think all men cheat. I think there are situations where I'm the same. it could be easy for someone to cheat. But I think not everybody will give in to that temptation. I don't even think it's close to all men. To be yeah. honest with you. I don't yeah. think it's close. I don't think, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't believe that, man. So Kevin Samuels, 
back to Are you saying girl? it's not close because all men don't have options? No, no, just because even with that's options. I think, I think even men with options. Yeah. I think that's that saying that no man has self-control. Like, literally yeah. every single yeah. man has zero self He has, yeah. like... Lacks discipline. Nah, not at all. I don't believe that. that. And that every single man is just dying for it. Like, all the time. Dying for it. Yeah. <laughs> you gagging for it. Nah. I do believe, though, that men... Um, maybe, I don't know if they do these days. I feel like you guys are smart guys. But a lot of men underestimate women's ability to cheat. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that, sure. that, that is, yeah, yeah sure, that's true. So there's a so there's, there's a thing that that is going around where you all think that all Nigerian men cheat, no? I don't think all Nigerian men. Brent, who have I said oh, I'm going to marry? Sorry, mm. I'm going to marry a lovely Never Nigerian mind. man. My man will not be cheating. How about all, how about if you all, cheat, well, let me know before I find out. How about all Jamaicans? No, I don't believe all anybody. How about all cheats. West Indian men? No, right. I don't believe all all anything cheat. The yeah. Italians are. White boys, <laughs> the white boys are the worst for it. They could do anything. So it's your, just, it's just bad, bad PR, basically. It's all. I lies. think, yeah, but I do think as well. It's a lot of. I think, I think with women, there's sometimes when you go through something, it's difficult for you to throw in a sum mm. when repeatedly it's the same thing that happens to you. That it, and then you talk to your friends when the same things happen to them. Like, and not every woman is. I think it's just difficult not to put. Late, like not to make an assumption based off your experiences mm. and maybe the experiences of people in your circle as well because I haven't always had the best um what's it called encounter with men mm-hmm. but even to that point I never said like a thing of oh, all men are useless or all men are like this way because I was very aware I'm very aware of how vast the world is mm-hmm. and even around me I've seen good men do you get what I mean so for me I, I would never be able to say all men cheat or all men do this because that's not true. It's like all. It's like when guys, I, I pisses me off when guys say um, that all women want is this. Mm. Like all women are materialistic. All women want is for you to shower them with gifts. No, mm-hmm. actually, because I know the kind of woman I am. No, not that. So, so I think going. I always went off that because I would hear guys say, "Do a love all women, all women," mm-hmm. and I knew I wasn't that. Mm-hmm. I can't then do a all men because somewhere there is a guy who's also thinking. That's not me. Yeah, exactly. I just think it's individuals. And unfortunately, sometimes you just keep meeting stupid individuals over and over again. again. You need to get into prayer and fasting because there's a problem <laughs> with that. Yeah. Mm. Right. So, so why did Brent pronounce Jamaicans like that? Jamaicans. It's the right way. Jamaican. <laughs> Jamaican. <laughs> well, all right, let's get into our last headlines for the day. All right, so trigger warning here. Um, a man has been shot dead by police in South London. Officers said that they were pursuing a suspect vehicle at about 21.50 on Monday and ended the chase by making tactical contact in Kirkstall Gardens, Streatham Hill. The victim is believed to be in his 20s and he was subsequently shot and died in hospital. Oh, wow. Yeah, um, early hours of this morning. Efforts are underway to contact his family, the Met said, and the police watchdog is investigating. Police cordons... And road closures are in place. And we will, of course, at TDA, provide you with more details as soon as they're known to That's us. That's sad. R.I.P. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately, the last headline of the day is also another trigger warning. Um, but there seems to be some progress with this case. Um, a man has appeared in court, charged with murdering three of his siblings in their home in the Republic of Ireland. Andy Cash, who's 24, of Rusfield Avenue in Tullock, in southwest Dublin, was charged on Monday night. Eight-year-old twins Chelsea and Christy Corley and eight-year, 18-year-old Issa Cash died after they were allegedly stabbed to death in the early hours on Sunday. 
Cash allegedly knifed uh, Lisa when she tried to protect the twins mm. while their 14-year-old brother managed to escape through a window and called for help. Lisa's body was found at the bottom of the stairs with apparent stab wounds. The suspect was arrested at home in Talat after a standoff with armed Garda's um, Irish police. Mm. Um, the defendant appeared at a special sitting on Dublin at a special sitting of Dublin District Court at 2100 local times yesterday at 9 o'clock. Um, Garda Robert Whitty told the court that the accused replied no comment when he was charged with the murders. A defence solicitor requested a psychological assessment for his client and solitary confinement for him in custody. The judge said that that was a matter for the prison governor. The defendant was remanded in custody and is due to appear before Cloverhill District Court in County Dublin by video link on Friday. What kind of psycho? Yeah. Horrible. Are the parents alive? Yeah, yeah the parents are still alive. It was only the um, siblings that were attacked. Yeah. Not too sure why. Because it, it's crazy. But that's it, and that's what's annoying now. They're going to do a psych assessment and be like, oh, diminished responsibility and, and all these things. Nah. Three yeah. whole lives. That's so mad. It's a waste. Yeah, that's the end of the headlines. Okay, all right. Well, let's get into the the outro. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, guys, we appreciate you guys for tuning in. Shout out to our live crew. Um, yeah, shout out to our live crew. We appreciate you guys. Um. Do like this video. The video is going to stay up, like we told you. So like the video. What's going on? <laughs> you what? You <laughs> turned off the live. I put for the last. Um... <laughs> you didn't. You didn't turn off the live. Because just I saw it. Thanks for watching. And I was yeah, thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I've done, I've triggered the end scene. Yeah. The call after post outro. Yeah. yeah. I was supposed to put uh, a blank conversation scene after that. So. It's just, it's ended. Well, they're, they're in the comments anyway. They're cooking you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was ended, but they can still, they're still in the comments. Yeah. Can they hear us? No, they can't. No, they can't. Okay, well, let me close anyway for the Spotify bit, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, should I clap? No, no. Continue. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you guys for tuning in. We had our live crew with us this morning as well. And you can do that by subscribing to The Day After TNB on YouTube. Um, like the video as well. The videos are going to stay up from when we do the morning lives. Um, so like, you can read the comments and see what people are saying in there. Some people deserve to be cooked. Kevin Samuels of it all. So get to cooking. Um, follow us on our social media platforms as well. Like, share, comment, do all that great stuff. Also join the TNB network, join the TDA community, community.thenewblack.com. Get to join in. We interact on there as well. It's really, really good vibes. If you would like to send voice notes and text messages, Send them into 075-6484-1073. This is also the number you can call when we're live on air. So yeah, save that. And if you'd like to inquire about the show or feature on the show, email the team the day after at the new black.com. Black is spelled with an X. We will see you guys tomorrow. Yeah. Two hours of the same thing, you did But well. it actually works. So when it goes to the last.